Hello and welcome to Go for Bronze, episode 28. On this week's show, we'll talk about Shuhei Yoshida believes that AI can help game creators achieve their dreams. PlayStation acquires its 20th studio. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it. A new studio has opened again. I'm Joel Torres, and as always with me is Mark Ace Acevedo. Dehydrated, Mark. Dehydrated, but that's normal Mark. for me. <laughs> we played soccer yesterday. We uh, were playing football. Me and Joel and a bunch of people from my office. This was the second time. So also, uh, third time might be on Thursday the 11th, if you are interested in playing again. Okay, bet. That's two weeks from now? I think so, something like that. And then, you know, if he's listening, uh, shout out. But there was somebody who was, I guess, shout out and not shout out in the sense that somebody was trying to come and be like, hey, what if we try this arena? What if we try that? And I'm like, no, no, no. You know this when we do like the sports. We used to play basketball with a big group of people, mm-hmm. and every now and then you get that one person who tries to like shake it up, but that could totally ruin it. That can kill the whole momentum. That can ruin it because then like half the group goes to the new place, and then the other half is like, you know, we're all busy. We're not fucking getting to the league or anything like that. You just tell me I don't have to do anything on a week. I don't have like a schedule. I'll be like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna hang out then. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'm like, let's keep it the same way it is. But I bring it up because it was a great exercise. But I'd imagine that's probably why I'm a little bit tired, a little dehydrated. And then also I'm being a little crybaby boohoo because now when I go to the office, I have to be there for the full day. So I know that's standard, but not really. (laughs) Right. Everyone has different jobs. So like basically it's just I only have to be there two days, but now they're full days. And so, like, it's not that big of a deal, but it's still, it's just, like, unnecessary. I think you have a very nice situation, but I understand that you had a better one before. <laughs> That's the thing where it's, like, everyone has a different one. So, I mean, that that is understandable. But it's it trending in the wrong direction is the only, is the only thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. Because, you know, eventually you might be two, then it's three, then it's four, and you're fucking there five days a week, 830 right, to nine. Every two time th- they talk about it, it's two dash three. And I'm like, what are you talking about with this three? Like, why is that even why is that even in the sentence? Like, if you're going to say two or three, what do you think everyone's going to do? Oh, my gosh. They're like being like, hey, three, come on. Like, you know, but shout out to the managers that listen to shout out to the managers that listen. I, yeah, I was I was kind of beat this morning. I don't know how you how you woke up. But I, when I woke up, I had snooze like three times. I usually don't. I usually just jump right out of bed and I'm ready to go. But I mean, not because not because I'm positive or anything like that. But I just like wake up with like a ball of anxiety. And I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of the house. But yeah, yesterday when we were talking about it, you said that you only need like 15 to 20 minutes to get up and ready and get out the door. No fucking way for me. Yeah. I need more time than that. I think really the the hairband that I wear for work really helps with the long hair because then it just like holds everything up there. And it's like, all right, so because that would be the longest process for me to get ready. But other than that, I just brush my teeth. Also, I have like a work uniform. So I don't have to like come up with like a work. I don't have to come up with like an outfit. Like I know exactly what I'm going to be wearing. I also wear the same exact thing to work. The only thing that changes is the color of my shirt. It's either a black shirt or a gray shirt, but everything else is the same every time. We love the corporate polo and jeans. Yeah, there's like because similar to what you're saying, like, why would I waste my time to be like, what am I going to wear? Yeah, I'm not trying to like look fresh for work. I do have some nice ass Brooks, though, that I bought specifically for work just to be comfy. But that's more of like a. Not really a fashion choice, more of a comfort choice, more old man orthopedic. Yeah, the comfort's important. The comfort is very important, Mark. But how how's your week been outside of today? I mean, it is Friday. It's the end of the week, so that's very, I'm happy about that. Yeah, the week's been solid. I mean, the one thing I have written here is 
Uh, I have here in the show notes that I rewatched a classic. So I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but Liz, my uh, girlfriend, I've written a list for her that is, it was a long time ago I wrote it, but it's like to get her kind of more into movies and it's what I would deem as like the 100 essential movies. It's mm-hmm. not what I would say is maybe the top 100 movies, but it just kind of spans all like genres and different. If you watch these 100 movies, you like understand the film. Exactly. Or yeah, it, pretty much. So we knocked another one off the list this week. We watched Battle Royale, which is a 2001 oh, Japanese movie. And that movie's fucking awesome. Like I, Joel's seen it. Me and Joel watched it probably, I don't know, early high school, but it's been a long time. And so rewatching it now, it's fun to rewatch movies like that when you're a little older and you understand a little bit more. And it was really, really good. Uh, also, you you wouldn't get Hunger Games without it, and I'm also noticing now like Squid Game. I don't think Squid Game would exist without it either. Oh really? I don't think so. How did we watch it the first time? Was that on a Blu-ray? No, we didn't watch it on a Blu-ray. It was probably just on some streaming. The way that I, I it's probably on like Netflix or Amazon or something like that. I don't know, but that was the era of you purchasing Blu-rays, or Alex was, was purchasing Blu-rays. And, you know, that that was a fun time where you guys were like excited about buying like the actual physical media. Yeah, I the thing is, is now I would still be excited to do that with rare movies, but they're rare movies. And then a lot of times they're really hard to find. Yeah, like it's like a game where it's like you can play like most of the NES catalog on like Switch online, but then also you could buy like the console and the cartridge, which is are like hundreds of hundreds of dollars. Yeah, exactly. And then so we just I think it was like a couple bucks on Amazon Prime to watch it and it was okay. Liz's first time watching it and she loved it too which I'm glad because it's not crazy weird but it's a little weird right so there's always that like while we're watching it that is she enjoying this or is she just like this guy's a sick fuck and he wanted me to watch this you know yeah no I definitely get that but definitely you know when you when you start you know messing with like the Japanese stuff if you're not like because I feel like Japanese like media has like a certain style like flavor to it and if you've never been like a big anime head or play video games and kind of understand like their storytelling and how dramatic it can be, but it's not bad acting. It's just like kind of the camp. I feel mm. like there's like a lot of well-used camp in like Japanese media. Yeah, I think that's a, a great description. Also, I don't know if you remember. I, I don't know if me and you watched it only one time, but I know that there was a time that we watched it and my oldest brother, Matt, watched it with us. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he was a huge fan of it. I don't but think he liked it. He would be a good example of somebody who doesn't, I think, get a lot of that Japanese like entertainment. But he didn't he like uh, Kung Fu Hustle, the one where they punched the hole in the wall, like the hole in the main. Kung circle? Fu Hustle is a great movie. He did like that. <laughs> That's true. Kung Fu Hustle is good shit. Kung Fu Hustle is great, and also shout out to Shaolin Soccer, another classic by the same people. Oh, I had never seen Shaolin Soccer. Oh, it's good shit. Damn, but yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely hit or miss. Like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't take him as somebody who enjoys like that kind of campy, over the top stuff. Mm. Do you remember Battle Royale though? I mean, I remember the concept of it, but like, uh, like actual scenes from it, like not. Really. I just remember, isn't there a scene where like a girl has like like a pink hoodie or something, and she like is covered in blood and has like the old like like the rice cane slicer thing? Mm, you're, you know what I'm talking about. You're correct with the sickle. Yeah, the outfit I don't know about, but you are correct with the sickle. There is a girl who does have a sickle, and that's all yeah. I remember. It's a girl with the sickle. Yeah, yeah, cool character. Really, really great movie. Really good pacing. 
really good like all the characters feel very unique and they do Mm -hmm. a good job of actually showing every single character throughout the runtime of the movie and so yeah it's it's pretty tight right it's not too long i think it's like an hour and 50 something but it goes by quick yeah i know but i miss when movies had like good pacing now like i feel like movies are kind of just bloated i feel like like there was like a thing with movies where people were like, oh, if it's over two hours, like it doesn't do well at the box office or like people don't like that. It turns off casuals. And now I feel like we went like the opposite way. Yeah, it's almost I like agree. the same thing with like game length where it's like been artificially like like displayed as like a good thing. Like if a movie's longer, it has more value. If a game longer, it has more value. And it's like that doesn't always work out. I mean, yeah, I'm seeing headlines about um, Scorsese's <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. I think that's what it's called. Being okay. like almost four hours, and I'm like, oh, yeah. but why? That's unnecessary. And Oppenheimer is going to be like three hours. At that point, make a series. That's make what a I'm series. It's asking too much. I think that I think Bo is afraid is also like almost three hours. That sounds fucking insane. It does. I agree. Was his was um his first two movies long? Midsummer or? is beefy. It's beefy, but it's too long. Midsummer feels too long. That, he seemed like the kind of guy. You know what I say with like Resident Evil games, where it's like if they're too long, they're not f- like scary or fun anymore. Like it has to be kind of quick. I feel like his worlds are so crazy that like it needs to be like kind of a short time that you're in there. Like how Resident Evil Four sucks. Yeah, like how Resident Evil Four is like the worst game because it gets yeah. dragged on, and the island section are, like like this is a joke, but the <laughs> island section of Resident Evil Four. I mean, you guys are talking about this game. I've heard nothing but, oh, this game is better than Dead Space. It's the best survival horror game of all time. <laughs> it's fucking trash. It's literally the worst game ever. Yeah, I after, think Resident Evil 7 is better. After four, <laughs> hours, I had to, after four hours, I just had to boot up Resident Evil 6, which is clearly the best in the series. Oh, my god! Because gosh. you could just play the... There's like a bunch of campaigns, and you could just knock them each out quickly. You know, it's the best one. My favorite one is actually Resident Evil Raccoon City, which was a multiplayer <laughs> game on PlayStation 3. <laughs> and you were able to be like the hunk character and just slice people up with knives. It moved very fast. I think that was really captured the essence of Resident Evil. Yeah, that was when they were at their peak. That was peak Capcom. Definitely peak Capcom. That late knew- PS3, they were killing <laughs> you knew- it. You knew it was at their peak because that was right before financial calamity. <laughs> <laughs> before they had to rebuild. Oh, man. But no, Hereditary man. wasn't too long. Midsommar was the one that was too long. But Hereditary is better from like, what is what I'm gathering, right? Is that what, That's think- what the streets say, I think. I don't. So here's the thing. I don't know what Pam thinks actually. I know she likes both of them, but I don't think she favors. I feel like I'm getting older and older, so I don't know what the streets think. When I was technically, you are getting older and older. All right, well, fuck off. That's (laughs) true. So are you. But here's the thing. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Doesn't feel good, but we're all getting older, right? The listener right now is getting older. The listener, like it's one person. The listeners are getting older. But here's the thing with what I was gonna say with what the streets think. When Bo is Afraid came out, I looked up that Midsummer and Hereditary, and all of them on Rotten are at like 70s, which I think is kind of disrespectful, but it is what it is. They don't have to be like top in everyone's mind, but I don't know what people think of them because I don't have conversations with many people who have even seen them. Most of the people I talk to are like, oh, Marvel, uh, Star Wars, uh, but like they don't watch anything different. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, Moon Knight is basically Fight Club. So Exactly. Why yeah. would you need to watch anything else? You know, that's we could just, true. Yeah. 
You can just got, get all your film essentials. Let's just wrap it up in a Disney package. Infinity Ward is basically the Godfather, if you think about it. Actually, you know what? Yeah, this is a whole other side <laughs> tangent while we're on it. But last night I was trying to think of something to watch, and I watched a. Uh, I watched uh, what was it? I like to go on YouTube and just watch. You have like, seventeen movie Marvel movies to catch up on. That's what you should watch. Yeah, which I'm, and then another one comes out next Friday. But that one seems good though. That, yeah, it'll be all right. And then what was it? Oh, it's a Watch Mojo list. That was like top twenty greatest movies of all time. And I think there are three, only three on there that I hadn't seen. But the reason why I bring it up is because Godfather obviously is number one. It's like always number one. I don't think it's number one. Have you seen? I've never seen Godfather. I know like old men love it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen Godfather one and two a couple of times. I've never seen the third one, but I've seen one and two a couple of times. They are excellent, but I who's the director? Is that Coppola? Yeah, it's Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, okay. they just don't. They I don't know. They're really entertaining to watch, but it's not a movie that I finish watching and I'm like, fuck, that was great. I'm just like that was really good, but like, good, do you think Goodfellas is better? Because I love Goodfellas. I don't think Goodfellas is better. I think Goodfellas is also really good, but I I think that's just a pinch overrated. Like it's very very good, but I don't know if it's like that level. I love Goodfellas. Goodfellas so, is I, a great movie. I don't know why Goodfellas. I mean, that's Scorsese, right? Yeah, that's Scorsese. I th- I feel like that was my first film I saw from him, and like I just like loved it. And then I was really disappointed because he's also overrated. <laughs> Yeah, Scorsese is overrated. If you're looking at like whole whole filmography, definitely. Yeah, but but um, but yeah, no, I'm, I haven't seen any of those, and I do like the mob stuff. You know, yeah, yeah mob. The mafia, the mafiosa stuff's fun. I love Mafia too as a game. I never got into Mad Men, but I was, I'm, I might get into it. Maybe if after I finish Game of Thrones, I might try that. Mad Men's not mafia though. Is it not? Is it no. just fifties? Mad Men is um, it's Mad like Men corporate. Is... Yeah, it's corporate. I think it's 60s. It's an advertising agency. Well, that's the real mafia, Mark. Sure, but I'm saying it's not like, okay, you like mafia, go watch Sopranos. Shit is excellent. That shit's ass, too. No, it's not. <laughs> and you know it's not. You're just saying that to piss me off. It'll be like everything else that you say is not good. And then you watch it and then you're like, damn, that was pretty good. I do want to watch it because I think it takes place in Jersey, too. That's why I really, that's actually really why I want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's good. That's a, that's a good movie, uh, fucking show. But this is not a movies and TV show podcast. This is actually a video game podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we are going to talk about a few stories here right before we get into like what we've been playing. Some of just like little, little uh, news that broke right before we started recording. Mark, do you want to want to share the audience or tell them about Armor Court Six? What you thought? Yeah, so this is, yeah, Go for Bronze, a specifically PlayStation podcast if it's your first <laughs> time here. So we do try to play as much as we can, but we do focus primarily on PlayStation. So with the Armored Core trailer, that drops the Armored Core 6 Fires of the Rubicon trailer. And it's a gameplay trailer, and it shows that it's going to come out in August, which is great, but also I feel Shocking. like really prolific of them mm-hmm. to be able to get out as many games as they do i've never played an armored core game before but this trailer looks awesome that's why i wanted to bring up here because there are trailers for games that come out all the time but if we brought them up every single time be like the longest show ever but i do think this looks really good when i was watching it it made me feel like it was a combination of of course the souls formula that they have created and perfected but it also looks like it gave me some near energy with the 
like fluidity of the combat yeah the fluidity the the quick moving mech characters but also the giant mechanical nature of the bosses that they're fighting not just souls level but way bigger so that's what made me think of near where it's like you're fighting these gigantic sometimes just like tanks but other times like maybe a wall of rockets or something like that the it looks crazy it's a really good trailer and i just want to say there is something so special about the first time seeing it not just being like a little tease like it's a that's like a full-blown this is definitely exactly what the gameplay is going to be like and that kind of confidence i really respect so is this going to be like a day one purchase for you I mean, if it reviews well, yeah, I can't imagine why I wouldn't. Like, even all the other Souls games, even if I don't get very far in them, I always buy them because they, not only they review well, but even though I will play them and I might not get that far, I always like them more and more every time I try them over the years. So, yeah, I think it would be. Unless, Unless something comes out about playing it being very, not difficult, but obtuse, if that makes sense. Like if something comes out and it's like, oh, only if you're an old Armored Core fan, you'll understand how to control it. But if yeah, controls are fine, then... Something with the control scheme being very iconic with the original game. Wasn't it the game that came with like a massive controller that you had to buy as like an accessory? I don't know. I feel like there, was like a, there was like a pilot game. I don't know if it is Armored Core, but there was like another game I remember. It might have been Armored Core. It might have been like a pilot game. I'm not 100% sure, but it had like a special controller. Armor mm. and you just saying that now about the controller scheme just made me think of that but i mean i'm definitely interested in it if it reviews well it looks cool mechs are cool i think mechs are underutilizing games so did you watch mechs. the trailer i did not watch the trailer damn well after this give it a watch because even okay. not i I, th- I thought when i watched it i was even thought you would be interested like i just thought it was a pretty incredible looking trailer as long as it's not like brutal Oh, well, it'll be brutal. I mean, come on. (laughs) It'll be brutal. But, I mean, you're trying to go after the PlayStation Star's Devil May Cry 5 Dante Must Die. You think that's going to be easy? That's just easy as fuck. I mean, I'm going for it, too. As I've been talking about on the show, I'm almost done with Devil May Cry 2 now. But, like, yeah, that'll be hard to do. I know that that difficulty on 5 is insane. I'm I'm not too concerned about it. It also... (laughs) Well... I wish you the best, but I would imagine it would also be slightly difficult because you also are going in without having played any of the series. That is true. That's why I was asking you. I was like, are they, are they really connected? Because I'm not playing one through four to get to five. They are. So let's see. If I was to, for you or for anyone else who's interested in just hopping in five, I would say, of course, Dante, the iconic character, right? He's in pretty much all of them. However, you don't. One, you play as him, and two, you can play as him or a different character. And then three, I believe you play as Dante again, but you play as him in like an earlier part of his life chronologically. And then four is a different character, but Dante's always in him. A lot of times they have different like campaigns. Is he him? He's him. I mean, Dante's awesome. <laughs> I think I, I think even without like playing the series, everyone thinks Dante is cool. Yeah, no, he definitely, from the outside looking in, he seems like a cool character. He was in PlayStation uh, All-Stars, right? He was. He was also in Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. I remember him from PlayStation All-Stars. That's my most time playing Dante. Mm. So here's all I was actually really going to say. I don't think the story stuff is that important. Okay. What I would say is important is just what to know gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. You know it's a, it's, a, it's a hack and slash 
Now, what I would say is important about it is when you're doing it, you're going to get currency to like upgrade all your stuff. The biggest tip that I would have is learn how to keep a combo going. I know. I mean, I've heard that about that. It's very combo based. It's not but, like God of War. Because the more, yeah, the higher your combo goes, and I don't know if it's the same in five, to be honest, but in every other one I've played, the higher your combo is, the more of the currency drops out of each enemy. So it's almost uh, like if you play it without doing combos, you can make it through, but you'll just be weaker. But mm-hmm. if you're getting better at it and doing more combos, you'll also Get be able more. to upgrade way more shit. I think that's a cool way to incentivize players to like play games the correct way. Because mm. I feel I hate when games have like a bunch of excuse me, have a bunch of like uh accessories and you never use them like Batman. Like mm. there's so many like fucking like gadgets. Like I never use like the gel, like the explosive gel, like I never use that shit. Oh, like, exp- it would be yeah. Like it would be cool if they like incentivize that in some sense where it's like, oh, if you use if you get kills with like more like each of the weapons, you get like double XP at the end of your thing or something like that. I don't know. I, f- I think that's a smart way to like encourage people to play the game you want them the way that you wanted them to. Yeah, no, I agree definitely. But Devil May Cry excited to go forward with that. But back to Armored Core, I would imagine it is going to be hard. Like it, the trailer just didn't. It immediately didn't look like oh, this is going to be easy. It looks like it'll probably be very fast very chaotic i would assume probably the difference i would think the difference is going to be that you're going to just be able to take a little bit more damage okay because i feel like it makes sense to be a a human exactly i feel like it makes sense to be a human in souls games and die really quick but i would have a hard time believing i'm in a mech (laughs) one shot exactly but I don't know. I'm sure they'll have something for that, though, because, oh, well, you know, if you get hit by this type of rocket, then so I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But is it'll the be story hard. known for them? Like, is like Armor Core like known for its stories or just like kind of like, oh, it's a cool world? From I know tra- nothing about them. From the trailer, I can't imagine the story is very imp- necessary, I guess. I don't want to say it's like important or good or bad, because what do I know? I haven't played any of them, but if it's also like the other games that from has made, then it's the story is not really front and center. Anyway, it's one of those things that there's going to be some guy hunched over his computer at like one <laughs> AM writing the rest of the lore, but you like, we're not going to know what it's about when we just play it. That sounds about right for, especially from from soft. But, um, while you were watching that, I was watching the teaser trailer for twisted metal with Anthony Mackie. Who yeah. I did not know it was going to be the star of that. It's oh really? I did know that. I didn't know that. I think they. I don't know when. I want to say it was a couple of months ago. He's the only person by name that I knew. Him. Will and, Arnett. Yeah, I was just gonna say him, and I know Will Arnett. But Will Arnett is a voice. I don't think his face is in it. Yeah, I think he voices a uh, sweet tooth. Yes, I know that. I know that you sent me the teaser on Instagram. Funny enough, right before I opened your message, it popped up like playstation popped up right on my feed first and i saw it and what i would say is when i saw the teaser it looked like a commercial if that made sense not like it looked like a commercial for a show like it just like a product yeah it just looked like a commercial quality like production which i don't think looks good like the live action god of war thing with like exactly stellar and shit like that yeah literally like that i got the same kind of vibes i think I mean, yeah, this is, I don't, you know, hopefully it is well, but I mean, Peacock, it's like not even like the right partner. It's like, what is this going to end up being? Are they going to try to make it campy? They got a lot of people from like shit that's like 
not campy in a good way, like corny is what I meant. The guy like Will Arnett. He's not like mm. Will Arnett is like kind of corny. Will Arnett slander. I know you like him from BoJack, but like outside I like of BoJack, I like him from other things. Him. But like, just don't, why? I don't know why you'd slander him. He's good. Will Arnett, like, who are you? Anthony Mackie. I mean, he's great, but he's just no. Talking. He can be slandered. He could be slandered, but I'm just saying he's just Anthony Mackie. I don't know if he's a good actor. I think people. He's probably just a good hang, and then directors are like, I'll put you in a movie. And then you got the people from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Spider Man Three, and Scream. I mean, these you know these are not great products that we're getting. And get some fucker from Cobra Kai. I mean, Michael Jonathan Smith from Cobra Kai. You know who that is? I mean, I don't, but you're also asking the wrong demographic. I guess, yeah. But it's it's a lot of like that, like, it makes sense. This is NBC. Right? Peacock is NBC. But it sounds like it's like those like ABC, like TNT, like those like kind of like shows that they make for like old people. It seems like it's going to be like that kind of vibe. But with Twisted Metal, but I don't feel like that, like, like Twisted Metal has to be kind of vulgar, you know? Like, it has to be graphic, and it has to be, like, kind of, like, a lot of cursing, I feel like. you know, Not, like, a lot of cursing, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a vulgar kind of game. You're blowing shit up. Sweet Tooth's a fucking maniac, and I don't feel like we're going to get that. It's going to be, like, some campy show. Yeah, I would say, for me, I don't know what to expect also, because my last experience or my <laughs> only experiences with Twisted Metals are just, like, the PS1 really old ones, and so... There's not that much for me to, or let me see, let me put it this way. It's not easy for me to think of those and be like, okay, this is what comes up in my mind as what I'm going to see like in a real life production. It's a lot easier with something more recent, like a last of us, just in the sense that like when you're playing it, it's already so lifelike that anything different would be like, what's going on here. But with twisted metal, I'm like, I feel like you have to have the iconic characters and you're going to need to have good car action. My thing with that is I don't know how they're going to have good car action. What's up? The only thing that I was going to say is that it could. What made me think it could be kind of cool is when Anthony Mackie drives in his like Subaru, like a WRX, and I'm like, oh, it could be like a what's the movie with uh, Statham? Oh, no, no, Statham. Death know. Race. Sure. I mean, that's a terrible movie, but I you didn't like Death Race. I love Death Race. See, but here's here's where your movie, your lack of movies comes <laughs> in because you haven't seen Mad Max, correct? I have seen. I've seen all three Mad Max and a new one, so get fucked. Did you watch the new one? Yeah, I watched all of them. I watched all of them in anticipation of the game. So you watched the new one, and Death Race is the first thing that comes to your head? Yeah. Bro, come on. <laughs> Death Race is iconic. Death I Race fucking love sucks. It. I, dude, nobody even remembers that movie. Death Race is amazing. So if Twisted Metal could be like a Death Race, I feel like it'd be good. If you want it to be shit, then yeah, I think it will be. Oh my Here's gosh. how I know how I think it will be, too. When he's driving his Subaru and he opens the glove box, my first thought was, why is this full of shotgun shells? If you're in a car, you probably have machine guns on them. Why are there shotgun shells in the glove box? It looks cooler on TV. I know, but that's stupid. And uh, it would have been cool if it was just like a roll of like ammunition. Exactly. And I'm like, that would make sense because even when it pans out, you see the turrets on the front of his car. I'm like, you're in a car. Why would you have shotgun shells? Well, sometimes you get out of the car and then you got to blow somebody's fucking head off. I mean, that's true. Yeah, but I I, I don't even know like how they're going to set up the show. Neither like, do like I. A, it was a like it's apocalyptic world or like. Or it is was like a, it was a game that just, we watch. It was literally just Anthony Mackie. And then like at the end, they were like, don't forget, like Sweet Tooth, like it is Twisted Metal. <laughs> Anthony, Ma- our, fa- our two favorite Twisted Metal icons, Anthony Mackie and Sweet Tooth. 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder from a fan, which by the way, like who who is repping Twisted Metal in 2023? David Jaffe, I think probably is. He you know, he was a creative director, I believe, on them. Yeah, so we could ask him what he thinks. <laughs> Did but, they break him off a check for it? Probably not. Because if they didn't, then he probably doesn't give a shit about it either. Well, you think they're gonna fucking be breaking him off a check when they have? They're not even giving uh, what's his face, Bruce, anything. No, I don't think they would be giving him a check. Yeah. But in that same vein, I also don't think he would be excited for this. Oh yeah, he's probably not very excited about it. Yeah, he's probably I would like, bullshit. Yeah, because it's just like. If you're going to take it to the medium of TV show, then you're not even doing the right, like, I feel like it should be better, like, as, like, a animated series. I Either agree. full-on anime or, like, a cartoon version of it. Like, a graphic cartoon. But, or, like, an adult cartoon. Like, BoJack or some shit. Not, yeah, the, nah. not necessarily the style, but, like, that tone. I feel like that just works better for this, because it's so, like, surreal that it's going to be really hard to, like, recreate what in the game in like live action form or it's gonna have like shitty cg because i'm not i'm not assuming fucking peacocks opening up the checkbook for this shit i agree i've also never seen i feel like this is one thing that's action centric and i've never seen a show like a live action tv show have great action i feel like the best action you're going to get is either going to be in a movie or it's going to be something animated Gotta watch Game of Thrones. Got great action in there. So I don't know. What's a better example? I'm about to say, what do you think of... Wait, what TV show doesn't have good action? Like, that sticks to your mind? What do you mean? I just... I I, I think, like... When almost... you say that, what do you mean? Because I feel like choreograph... Like, choreography can be good in a TV show, but maybe not, like, high budget in terms of, like, explosives and Exactly. Shit. So maybe that is what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to okay. see... If you're watching a movie, you're going to have way better like shootouts and explosions and like actual big action set pieces like that. Or if it's yeah. animated, you can just be creative and do whatever the fuck you want. Most of the time in TV shows, you get like a little montage where they don't show you anything, but it's implied. <laughs> or you'll get like good hand to hand or Game of Thrones. I haven't seen, but I would assume probably has like fantastic sword fights and stuff like that. But yeah. also... Game of Thrones, I would also say, is an outlier in being one of the most expensive shows ever made. Mm-hmm. But it's still a great example, and I haven't seen it. But besides that... It feels expensive. I love it. So then, yeah, besides that, I can't think of any shows where I was like, oh, like the action scene in this was really good. But movies, it could be like, oh, shit, there's all these action movies that are sick. And so when I think about Twisted Metal and a core feature being needing to be car chases and car action... Like you're saying, also the fact that it's Peacock. I'm like, I don't see where they're going to get the money for that. I, I can't imagine it's going to look very good. Yeah, definitely I think the not. the same thing with Horizon, too. I don't, yeah, that's going to I think that's going to look really bad. I think Horizon is going to look worse than this show, because at least you can kind of like you can explode some shit and record it. But like, how are you going to create a whole ass robot dinosaur and not make it look like CG as fuck? Agreed. I because th- even like you go. I was just going to say, I think the one that has the best chance is like for the action is going to be Fallout in terms of these like TV shows coming out. I think the action in Fallout is not going to be very hard to do because it's not a high pace game. Like it has low moments and then those low moments, that's like good for TV to like just have banter and kind of world building like Fallout's not built like you don't play Fallout necessarily for the action. You play it for the, to experience the world. So I think that translates better to TV. But yeah, no, I I don't think 
I, you know what I was thinking too is like Horizon and also even this Twisted Metal show, like not even the like Disney shit, which spends the most money probably on their TV shows. Like their Marvel shows and Star Wars shows don't even look like up to par most of the time. Yeah, no, they don't. That's absolutely true. I was thinking about even with Fallout because I mean, so just again, one of the best things about games is that you can do such crazy shit in them. Even with Fallout, I mean, this is an extreme example, but what is, is it Liberty Prime? Isn't Liberty Prime the gigantic robot in three? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, I was just, th- I was just thinking about like, I mean, that Liberty Prime is really cool, but just like even Fallout has crazy shit that I'm like, you can't even do that in a show. That's why the games are just so great, you know. Yeah. It's just, and also like the an- like animation, I feel like it works better for games mm-hmm, in terms of you want to bring them to like a show. But you know, hope we we wish Anthony Mackie well. We wish Will Arnett well. Apparently, Mark fucking loves him. Well, yeah, I think yeah, this the slander is just <laughs> unnecessary, you know. What has he done besides BoJack? Well, I mean, he's in BoJack. I don't like his face. That's Can fine. Can I just say that? Yeah, I don't know okay. why. I never seen Will Arnett, and I was never like. He never did it for me. But here's the thing. People have more value than just the look of their face, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but there's more dimensions than that. So he's he's good in BoJack, but he's also <laughs> good in Arrested Development. He's also just like, there's like some murder mystery show he's getting to, but he's some of that. Yeah, so like, good. Iconic. Yeah, but he, well, first of all, I would say that Arrested Development is like, iconic people do know that and then bojack mm. is also that you're just an outlier who hasn't seen it. you're just a fucking hater okay <laughs> uh fuck will Arnett. yeah that's, fine. <laughs> that's all I either way the show looks mid the show looks very mid and hopefully it just lasts a season and we just cut it you know but playstation but playstation fives are not selling mid playstation fives are definitely not selling mid so uh sony has smashed console shipping records as ps5 clears 38 million copies so for the first um three months of this year sony has sold a record 6.3 million playstation 5 so they're definitely balling out and apparently they're targeting 25 million playstation 5s to be shipped for this year which is the highest which the record was held for, for um, 25 million in a year from ps1 so playstation is on the up and up they're finally available now to, and like most local retailers i still haven't seen one in the wild but i also just wanted to throw in that i don't think we have an exact date on this but they did come out and say that psvr 2s will be in retailers soon oh yeah i was i forgot to mention that but yeah that, i think that's also going to help psvr 2 because i think that not having it in retails like you don't get like the impulse buy yeah absolutely there's definitely going to be times where it's just i think I think more or less when I bought the Switch, that was an impulse buy. I think I was just mm-hmm. in a Target and I was like, oh, they're here. So let me get one. And yeah, PSVR 2, definitely. There's going to be plenty of people who aren't like fucking Wario 64 Twitter tracking the shipments. <laughs> you know, like that's that's like for the psychopaths. Like we'll do that's that. Like, exactly. But people still want to go into, you know, a good Best Buy throw it on a best buy credit card because they know they can't afford it and then they go home and have a good time then you put the headset on to forget about the debt you know some may say i did a similar thing you know (laughs) how's the how's the oh well you still have to get the glasses for the vision right yeah i haven't i don't have the vision yet i haven't played psvr in about a week got it okay 
I think I'm going to buy Moss because it's only like 20 bucks. And I know that's like a game people like just to mm-hmm. like because I don't have like a dedicated VR game. So I still don't like need to play it for anything. So I need to buy a, a VR game to like force me to play it. What pen but, are um, you holding? This is a pen I actually got from one of my old jobs, Urban Flats, like a job from like three, four years ago. So I have that pen. That's the pen that I I have. That exact pen is the pen that I use at work. I keep it in my backpack. It's just probably some corporation that sells pens. But I do yeah. love this pen because it has a little knob where you can tap your phone and like still use it. So love that. You okay, know? continue. Yeah, sorry. I just saw it over the video and I was like, oh, it's, I was using that earlier today. Um, I don't really have much else to say. PlayStation 5s are selling great and I feel like Makes that's sense. a good thing. I still haven't seen one in the wild though. That's what I was going to I've seen them with. in the wild, but I've only seen them in the wild because I frequent like targets and shit like that. What's the thing? I've... I frequent targets too. Everybody who has a girlfriend frequents a target. Yeah, so that's also I, a good point. So I have never, I, I, and I always like to check. I, do you still go to the video game section even when you go to Target every time? Because I do. Most of the time, I will, but it's definitely got less now that I have an all digital console. Mm. Because but if I, mean, I go over there, it's what am I going to be tempted with? Like, oh, a PSN card? Like, not really. I just so. like to see the controllers and like the game. I like, like seeing the games physically. Is like, I don't know. I like being like, oh, they still make these, even though I don't. Well, I probably will never buy a, a disc for this generation. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's normally a quick, quick walk by for me. And then you, know, and then I also like you know show Pam off all the new switches. She always like points out the purple switch she wants. Mm-hmm. And then she was actually talking about possibly getting a big switch, and I was like, just hold your brakes because the new switches are going to be around the corner. We'll probably we'll, we'll get one of those to play. Tears of the Kingdom or whatever. Oof, by the way. Oof. I know that well, this is a PlayStation show, but... Just oh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom gameplay was announced or released last week, right? But after we yeah. record. I would say it looked... I, so, like, to be completely honest, not to just, you know, obviously sometimes we're like, oh, this looks awful. Like, we're just fucking around. With, with Tears of the Kingdom, though, honestly, I think it looks good. But it looks good for maybe the most hardcore people that were really into breath of the wild like the people that have been playing it since it came out Mm because the stuff that looks like it's essential to the new one is building mechanics and being able to do more with the world like creatively and figuring out how to explore so for me that doesn't really sound that interesting to me so it was That's just true. kind of it was just kind of like a a little bit of a letdown because I didn't watch it and think like oh man this looks like crazy new areas and new enemies it just looked like same enemies same design for all the things except now we have floating islands but also you have the one new thing is a gigantic wealth of building options but I'm not I don't really like to build stuff in games yeah I think uh Watching the trailer is just like I was like, oh, this is like a game not for me, which I was like not expecting for this game to be. I thought I was going to be a little bit tempted, mm-hmm. a good reason to fire up the switch and finally, you know, play it a little bit. But no, I think I'll definitely be missing out on this. And I would say I would buy it on a sale, but we know Nintendo never puts their shit on sale. That's true. I I would say that if they do, which I'm sure they would have to at some point, if they release a new console and this is on it, I would get it with that. But that's one of my hesitancies with getting it even for Switch is that historically they normally release a Zelda right at the end of mm-hmm. or they normally it's weird because it's like when you think about PlayStation and like Last of Us, Last of Us was like the swan song for PS3 and kind of the swan song for PS4, but not 
over zelda comes out like right on the like the last fucking day of the old console and then it's like a miles morales yeah exactly which playstation never really had that before miles morales they never had like a well god of war 3 wasn't that no god PS- of war it was just released was it oh it was ps3 only okay yeah god of war 3 was ps3 only was God of War 2 the one that was like cross-gen? I thought there was a God of War that was like cross-gen, but maybe I, I might be I don't mistaken. think there was. But yeah, no, Nintendo's really famous for like the... They use Zelda as like the timeline for like the beginning and end of a console. So I think this... And then also the Switch has been out for a hot minute now, you know? Yeah, six years. Six years, 2017 is when it came out, so... Yeah, March I think it's a, 2017. I think, yeah, I think we're ready for a new Switch. So that'll be fun whenever that comes out. But, um... Uh, before we head into the news proper, Mark, you want to tell us what you've been playing this week? I mean, I know you mentioned it here and there. Yeah, but we got to mention it, mention it all publicly, right? All publicly. Give all the details. Where the fuck is my mouse? Okay, I have to. <laughs> I it was so I'm using. So now I'm used to using an actual mouse, and it's. Okay. I forget that like you have to wake it up every time you want it to go somewhere. It's the little things, you know, it's the death by a thousand cuts that gets me closer to the grave. But so I've been playing <laughs> Devil May Cry 2. I'm almost done with it. I was telling Joel that it's a really quick game. I'm on mission 15, so I think I'm or 16, actually. So I'm almost done with it. There are a couple of missions in this game, though, that are fucking awful. Most of them are fun. I know that this is viewed as the worst in the series, but I still am having a really good time with it. And the problems that I have with it are more so just, well, first of all, I mean, the story, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but it's not a huge, <laughs> it's not a huge deal because it's like, I'm here for the combat and for the cool music and stuff like that. The issues though, are some of the levels are really poorly designed in the sense that something you may notice when you're playing games is developers put a lot of time into like we're going to have this light on this door. So subconsciously when a player turns the corner, they know that's where they have to go, right? It's like subtle things that you don't think about, but now maybe whatever adventure action game you're playing, you might notice that a lot of times levels are designed in such a way to almost guide you to where you need to go, but without you noticing, because they Mm -hmm. want you to feel like you're discovering it, but really they're guiding you. The thing with Devil May Cry 2 is it's fixed cameras And so some of the areas of where you need to go are really hard to see because you can't even change the camera. And the map also has no detail on it. The funny part about this, at least now, if it was back then, I mean, I just wouldn't play it. But now I can just (laughs) go online if I don't know what I'm doing. And the camaraderie, the community, I'll go and I watch like a Mission 9 walkthrough and in the comment section will be people just like, oh, don't worry, you got this. Game's almost over. Only a couple more missions. Like, this shit's... So everyone gets stuck at the same point. <laughs> like, it'll be as simple as, like, a door being completely out of frame. Is it, like, on the level of, like, those weird point-and-click adventure games? Like, that kind of obtuse shit? I would say... Like a Grim Fandango kind of bullshit? I would say close. I would say close, yeah. Because another thing with Devil May Cry 2 is, by default, you auto-aim. Here's why that's a problem. Sometimes when you need to progress in a a level, there will be these like orbs that you have to slash with your sword kind of to like activate a button, right? But Mm -hmm. because it's auto aim, if there's enemies around you, you can't aim at the thing you need to open the door. It'll just swing towards wherever an enemy is. Now, holding R2, you can freely slash, but the game never tells you that. You have to just find that online, that R2 dislike. (laughs) <laughs> holding r2 takes off the auto aim but there's no way to permanently turn it off 
And there's nothing in the game that tells you that? No, nothing in the game that tells you that. You That's also can't look up your objectives while you're like in a mission. You just have to remember what like what it said. It feels very cobbled together. Damn. What the fuck? I did not know Devil May, uh, Devil May Cry 2 is this like kind of jank. But here's the thing. Devil May Cry so, 2 is like, uh, I would say it's a good game. And this is the worst. So that should tell you how much, like how good all the other ones are. Okay. The first one is fantastic. I loved it. And this one is good. There's just a couple. It's just certain levels that are like really bad. Do you know what's regarded as the best one in the, yeah. in the DMC community? So from what I understand, widely it is, I think widely it's, and I mean, whoever's listening, feel free to correct me. I think common belief is two is the worst. Okay. Then I think four. Then I think the reboot. Then I think it is in between three or no, then I would say it's five and then everyone is in between one or three as the best. Okay. I think that's how I, a lot of times three is what I see as the best. And three is PS2? Yeah, three is PS2. Okay. And were the original ones PS1 or PS2? I think the first, I think they're all PS2. They're all PS2. I think the first one was just early PS2. I think the first one is really early PS2. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, I know you have them, so I have access to them, but. Yeah, you right have now, access I'm... to all of them because right even that collection, I also have four and I have five. Oh, I don't well, have I... the 2013 one. I have that. I th- Well, I had it on PlayStation 3 because it was a mm. part of Plus with PlayStation 3. So I did have I mean, I still do have it, but, you know, I got to go back like 16 generations to play that shit. Mm. But, yeah, I think I'm going to. Skip one through four, go to five, and just, you know, I am excited to play that. I know that there's that one character that, like, summons things, and it's, like, very different. He's like, is it Zero or some shit like that? They got Nero. They got weird names like that. No, so there's Dante and Nero. Nero is the the guy you also play as in four. So Nero's Mm -hmm. not too new to it. The guy you're thinking of, I feel like it's one letter is what his name is, but he wears, like, all black yes yeah that's that's the new character nero kind of looks like he kind of looks like dante jr he's not dante jr but he looks like it like he still has the white hair red jacket but he's like smaller that's kind of the vibes i was getting from him i'm trying to figure out right here real quick uh either way whatever his name was i i'm excited to play that game and finally get through those get to get through that one and then maybe go back from there and play one because i know i I at least want to play one because it's just like those kind of iconic games you want to be able to like it's like going back to see an old movie and you also told me they're short too so that was also very nice to hear yeah it's just an i mean it's just a great game i couldn't imagine you wouldn't enjoy it it's really good and it holds up honestly that's good to know and his name was v his name was v okay cool i knew i I knew that it was like a one letter and he is completely new i know that oh pretty much all the other characters are like returning or from other games okay all right and then um we also did play uh, Dead Island 2, another mm-hmm. one of the big releases of last week. Um, what, what did you want to say about Dead Island 2? We did stream it on Gopher Bronze Pod tw- slash Twitch or Twitch slash Gopher Bronze Pod. You know what I mean? Also, Ace Nighthawk, my personal, if you want to see it there with my beautiful face over it. But it's both the same stream. Both the same stream, just one's my perspective, one's Mark's perspective. When you get to see Mark, I don't have a PlayStation camera yet. But I will be buying one. Yeah, or also on YouTube because a lot of times we'll like to archive. So again, either go for bronze pod on YouTube or 
or no, it's just go for bronze on YouTube or Ace Nighthawk on YouTube. But with with Dead Island Two, I thought it was it was better than I expected. The reviews are good. I think it's really pretty. That's one of my biggest takeaway from it is I think they did a really good job with the environment or environments uh, yeah. everywhere that we went. I thought was really interesting to like look around and and like take in. Yeah, it didn't feel like every room was kind of like like a carbon copy or AI generated in a sense where it's like, oh, they felt like people like handcrafted each of these little like houses and like they feel fleshed out, lived in the way like items are placed and like the environmental storytelling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The hot feet collectibles. Oh, the hot feet collectibles. You gotta love the hot feet. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to go back and play it. So there's a couple of things actually, right? Like to mention, of course, no spoilers because it's still a brand new game. Something that is just fucking incredible to see and I would love to see in every game is you go, when you start this, you can pick from uh, six characters and, you know, it's a single player or co-op, basically kind of like light RPG open world kind of game, I would say. Mm-hmm. You can have six slots with six different characters and switch between Beautiful. them and have different save files. It's amazing. It's something I always I still it's one of the things that sucks about Bethesda games is that mm-hmm. you couldn't do that. So I just wanted to give that as like a quality of life. I love that that's there. Did Oblivion have multiple character slots? I don't think so. I don't think any of them did. Damn, that's rough. That would be yeah. That, that's that was definitely missing from them and from Bethesda. But yeah, uh, that was one of the things that we noticed while playing it. And I was like, this is really smart. Also, PSA for those trying to play co-op, you do have to scan the QR code and create some account and link it up for it to work on the stream for the first hour. You can see us struggling to try to play with each other. Yeah, very important. If you if you uh, it's when you go on and it's at the bottom, it says like visit pros. I guess that's their something that they're using for their online connection. You click in that, like Joel said, it'll give you a QR code. You go there, make an account, link it to your console or PC, whatever you're playing on, and then it'll mm-hmm. allow you to do matchmaking. But yeah, no, that that was a that was the only thing that was like a hang up the first time playing it. But mm-hmm. I think it's really fun. The combat. Is it like, oh, yeah, it's going to be doing the same thing. But I think like visually it's like engaging enough that like I, and I think it feels good too with the dual sense. I think the vibrations and everything feels nice. Like you were talking about the executions. Those are very satisfying as mm-hmm. of right now. And then also just getting more skills and just like I love like kicking zombies fucking like 50 yards in the air. That shit's so fun. The combat will also only get better as we play because you'll get more interesting weapons more abilities mm-hmm. stuff like that i'm really excited to keep playing it and we're speaking from a small sample of we played maybe two hours of it yeah but i don't know how long it is because when you when i was looking at the overall status it didn't look like it was very long but i don't even think that's a bad thing i don't think that's a bad thing either and that may explain why it has the multiple character slots because it's like you're supposed to play through it with like everybody or something like that which i love which is a great I, yeah. idea that's so fucking good but um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, for this week, uh, I mean, I've been playing RE4 Remake. We played a little bit of Monopoly, which we didn't talk about. We did have a Monopoly Fest mm. or Monopoly Party at Mark's apartment. Me, my girlfriend Pamela, Mark, and his girlfriend Liz. I was victorious after a two-hour and 57-minute mm. Monopoly game. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of happy I won. It felt good. Yeah, but we're ready to run it back because you secretly play... And we didn't know. None of us played. I didn't, I didn't secretly you you play doing, Monopoly. You know? I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Now, you knew exactly what you were doing, but that's okay, though, because we can run it back. We can run it back. I'm just saying, like, I took a risky 
I made a risky move and I won. The, the fact that I'm a financial guru genius is not, you know, it's not saying anything bad about y'all, but like you're just never going to win against me. I'm like Bill Gates out here. Yeah, but we only did one game, so I guess we got to find out, right? I mean, me and Liz are out Unde- here beating people online in it, so. Undefeated. You're beating the mouth breathers on there. There's like five-year-olds trying to play Monopoly online. I feel like they're actually probably like old-ass men. Exactly, and they can't even read what the fuck's on the screen. They're like, ah, what do I do? So this is what it's like to know Joel. He wins one time, <laughs> and then like he won't want a rematch, but you just got to listen to it for like the rest of your life. Undefeated, baby. That's yeah, all undefeated. I can say. I mean, I'm just look at the record books. That's all I'm asking. I just ask questions, now, and people get upset. Why are you undefeated? Because I was one to know. Is it because you didn't charge your controllers to a month uh, in advance planned <laughs> Mario Kart event? Where we put time on the calendar four <laughs> weeks in advance and you didn't even charge your fucking switch. So we had to search the PlayStation store for garbage ass use your phone mobile games and we had to mess with PlayLink for like an hour and a half. And then we ended up on a Monopoly Plus, which is a classic. And I will say thank you, Joel, for Monopoly Plus because Monopoly Plus is great. I turned it around. I found a solution. Now, was it my fault? I, I put myself a little bit in a hole. I didn't really... <laughs> i didn't really think about the fact that like i was like oh shit probably charging the switch would be a good idea but you know i i don't play my switch as like as we talked about earlier mm-hmm. so i just had it like i and even now i just still have it in my carrying case just because i'm usually just bringing it to mark's place to play like super smash because i bought all the characters for some reason mm-hmm. but um yeah that, that that's my fault i admit that i was wrong there probably should have charged up at least the the pro controller you could have easily charged with the playstation 5 because it's a USB-C. so really just fucking up on all ends right there but i will say a flaw of nintendo is that you can't charge your pro controllers while the system is like resting the system has to be on to charge the pro controller which i think sucks yeah and i mean yeah it's nintendo they always got to have their little quirks but yeah no i, I definitely fucked it up there but the, you know we were able to recover Play Monopoly. We had a great time. I had a fantastic time. I mean, it was very fun. Yeah, I had a great time too. I was the first out, but I did have a good time. We did. I was, you know, I was honestly shocked. Pam wasn't the first out because she was. She had a. She had like some of the worst Monopoly luck I've ever seen. Yeah, not good rolls. Not good rolls at all. And then Liz was fucking nailing every double. I was like, God damn it! And she owned like half the board. That's why and the thing is though is that my comeback was kind of like unprecedented because she did own like half the board. I literally had like two sets. Yeah, but you're it was also again like uh literally Knowledge. all of us were like, "Oh, we didn't even know that happened." Like what cuz it was I went bankrupt and then everything I had, you got. But ev- No, pa- no, Liz got everything. I never got an I never made anybody go bankrupt. Are you Liz sure? Liz got everybody. Yeah. Well, you got Liz Liz got all your property. She owns she owned literally like half the board. Connected. Oh, then I don't know. But the thing is is that I, that's why I sold all my properties and made that risky move of putting green hotels on all the greens because mm-hmm. I'm like I gotta just be able to take out her property so that I'm not getting fucked. I see. And and it was just a slow death. If I got her once, I was like just slowly reeling it in and then just keep on hitting, keep on hitting. And then I, at the end, as you saw, all of her shit was bankrupt. So then I couldn't, I wasn't even paying rent. Mm, yeah, that's true. Big brain. But the other, so another thing I was playing is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because Jedi Survivor came out today. And so we picked that up, but I had never played the first one. So I, now that it's uh, you know a PS5 version, I wanted to go in and try that so I could enjoy that and then play this. And first thing I did when I went into it, got to put it into performance mode because it started and it was at 30 and I was like, this is unacceptable. 
I have played maybe two and a half hours of it. I finished, I think, two planets, and I'm on the third now. Damn, we're ready? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't take very long. Well, I guess it gets you going faster than I thought. Well, here's the thing, too. I know that. Are you not doing side shit? Or are you just like main, like main questing it? I'm doing, I'm grabbing everything and doing all the side paths as I see them. But okay. I'm doing them on the way to the main quest and then leaving. I'm not like looking at the map because also the map is, I think, really <laughs> awful. Atrocious. So I'm not taking the time to like clear the level before I finish it. Also because I want to experience it, enjoy it, get through the main stuff, and then maybe go to the second one. I don't want to mm-hmm. get burnt out trying to do everything on the first one. That's smart. And I think if you main quest it, the first one probably campaign is like 12, 15 hours. Yeah, so it seems really good so far. I am a Star Wars. I would say I was like I'm a minor Star Wars person. Like really minor. Like I like some major of it. hater not anymore though i don't think i think before I, think... I was a hater because i'd be like oh this shit all sucks and i don't experience it now i don't think i'm that way i'll experience any of it and just give my honest opinion you just be like it's just ass but i just watched it but the thing is is that even you as a true fan of it know that that's kind of true like it has a, some excellent stuff but most of it is like most of it is not that great i mean most of it's not that great so is that true is that a true statement I think so. In accordance with the law, yes, it is. That's but all I'm saying. Did it not? Did it not create modern day sci-fi? But see, here's the thing. It before <laughs> I was a hater because I would just be like, it all sucks. Now I'm not saying it all sucks. Now I'm like, I'll try, you know, specific pieces, not try to make sense of the whole thing and just see. You saying did it create this? You're just a delusional person who's missing. <laughs> you're missing like seventy percent of movies. So like, what is it? You know, you saying that statement. What does it even mean? What's the value behind that? It's like I'm us saying, saying that Resident Evil 4 sucks and we haven't even finished it. I mean, I've probably played more Resident Evil games than most Resident Evil fans. Yeah, that's probably true. But... At this point, I played I've beaten what like four or five of them. I think I know I know what the fuck Resident Evil yeah, is. You're right? a bigger no. fan than them. I'm even a the bigger guys fan have been playing it for 20 years. You're a bigger fan. What the fuck do they know? They're fucking senile playing fucking Resident Evil fucking fixed cameras. You're an idiot. Come yeah, on. You forget we're from the 1900s. I'm from the 1900s, but I'm back, barely alive right now. Back with, I mean, yeah, that's actually how I feel, barely alive. But with Jedi Fallen <laughs> Order, I think it's really good so far. I'm enjoying, I'm playing it on Jedi Master. I think it's really easy, but in not in a negative way. I think it's easy, like, I'm playing on Jedi Master, but it's not that difficult in the sense that I it's feel like... kids. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing cool... I, I mean, I agree. It's literally, it has like a Souls Light, like a little bit that energy in it but easy like parrying timing is really forgiving and you get a lot of health and stuff like that the one thing i will say i know we talked about this a little bit before and me being like oh it's kind of uncharted and then we were like okay but it's kind of uncharted kind of tomb raider and then a little soulsy i still agree with that but the more i play it is undeniably uncharted like the amount of even like platforming and okay, you're sliding, jump off. Here's a rope to grab, do a flip here, climb these grids on the wall. The game also opens up with an uncharted set piece. Like it, it is. And that's not really a bad thing. That's something making me really excited to keep playing it. But that's like, it's like a combination of that. And then the combat is, is good too. And like both of those together, it's very good. I real I'm really enjoying it so far. 
Yeah, and I think I'm like I'm excited to play this new one because I'm like, oh, it's gonna play. I'm assuming it's gonna, hopefully it plays like Ghost of Tsushima because mm. it's like a lightsaber is like basically like a laser katana. So well, and you have I'm, stances like, in the new one, and you have that's why and you have stances. So I'm excited to play the new one just for that reason because I really love Ghost of Tsushima. I love the original Platinum both of those games, but um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you're what? What do you got to say? No, no, I'm no. just dropping that well, apartment buff, though. Whoa. I'm just saying, what, I'm just saying, what do you got to say? But what's the defense? Why are you on the defense? I was just going to say. Because I saw that. But you I might agree with me. What? That Cal runs like he's got something in his ass. He does. He runs weird. That's all I was going to say. All I was going to say is that something I noticed is like he runs really weird. That is, it's like his upper body is like stiff. Yeah. But the rest of his lower body is moving. Like he's like holding in his shit on his chest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, if I don't move my arms, I won't shit myself. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Have you um had like any difficulties with like the wall running shit? Because there was a few times where it was like oh, fucking yeah. up for me and I was like getting pissed as fuck. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, because if I'm sprinting, I feel like he loses momentum so fast on the wall. Right, it doesn't make any sense. Like you have to like start your running on the wall, and it has longer like strides. I don't, I don't. No, I agree. I totally agree. I actually, it's funny that you're saying that. I was on Zepho yesterday, which I think is the second planet. And on Zepho, there's an area where you're supposed to wall run, and then make it over a gap, and then get to the next ledge. But the ledge that you're going to is higher than the one that you're currently on. So when you wall run. Like I had to do it three or four times because I would wall run and then just fall. But in my head, I'm mm-hmm. like, how am I supposed to have enough speed to not only go horizontally fast enough, but also jump to a higher ledge? <laughs> so, yeah, I figured it out. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But there's been a couple of platforming things where I would get a little frustrated, but then I wouldn't fault the game because I was like, oh, I don't think the game was made poor. I think this is just like a new type of platforming puzzle I haven't seen. Like there was one where this is the first game. So again, it's like second planet. I don't know if this is spoiler. I feel like it can't be, but I feel like it's all for a game. There was like a little, just not like plot points. Exactly. There was a little gap I had to jump over, but there was like a wind shoot from the side. And Mm -hmm. for a second, like for a little bit, I didn't know what to do. And then I found out like, Oh, I have to jump into the, into the gap to the right not where the ledge is so that the wind will carry me left and when i land i land on that ledge where like at first i was like that doesn't really make any fucking sense it makes me feel like oh i have to turn this wind off so i can jump over the ledge but then i figured out like okay that's what i'm supposed to do so i was like it's not the game being poorly designed it's just like a new way of platforming which is interesting have you done any of like the puzzle shit with like the underground tombs and shit like that? I'm not sure. What do you know? Like, do you have an example? I've done puzzles, but I don't know. Were you like moving balls in like yes. certain spots? Yes, I finished okay. that. That's crazy. Pause. That one wasn't too bad. <laughs> that I I find I think you go back to it and are, are like there's like similar kind of like mm. um like puzzles throughout the game. And they do eventually get difficult. At least they were difficult for me. Or maybe I was just impatient with them. But um, yeah, I forgot completely about those puzzles. It's a weird It's a weird game in terms of how, like, how to describe it. Because it is like an amalgamation of a lot of things. I think it does everything like pretty good to great. And then it's like a great game. Uh, hopefully this new one is just like a nice polish. And it's like to that amazing level. I feel like with puzzles. I don't. I'm trying to think. 
there's not like a, a a better than or worse than but i feel like with puzzles i like have played a lot more like puzzle only games so i don't i might not get as like stuck on them yeah like if i'm, I'm like, definitely not a puzzle guy that's what's like I'm, that's what i'm like i'm not trying to be like oh better at this but like the witness like i have to fucking mm-hmm. the whole game is puzzles yeah so that's what literally deterred me from playing and i was like i don't ever want to do all these fucking puzzles but i'm not gonna be a i'm not gonna like lie when i played the witness i definitely used help on some of the puzzles like there's no way that i was getting through those puzzles with no help yeah i mean i don't even know what the puzzles were but i just like assumed that the game got like ridiculous and you also were trying to go for the plot so you're trying to do everything when you know that i the only thing I needed, I mean, might as well just tell the whole story now. Basically, for The Witness, I did everything in the game, except there's one final challenge, and that was the last trophy I needed for the Platinum. And my PS4 at the time shit the bed. So I still have the hard drive that has that save on it, but I don't have access to it. I just have the physical hard drive. So if I wanted to do it, I'd either have to put that hard drive into a PS4 and then do it, or I'd have yeah. to replay the whole game, which I'm not replaying the whole game. The <laughs> puzzles do get insanely hard, though, but they they stay interesting because basically every part of the island introduces like new mechanics or different ways of solving the puzzles, which if you haven't seen The Witness before, starts out very simple. It's just like, oh, you're looking at a line, slide this dot to the end. And then all puzzles are pretty much just that, but more like rules get layered and layered and layered. But it's an excellent game. But back to yeah, so I do like puzzle games, like Portal, shit like that. I really like. Okay, that I wish I got into. I wish we can get like a port of Portal. I would like to play those games. Yeah, really awesome game, for sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, for what else we've been playing, I think that's everything. I I finally got into Dredge. I co-signed what Mark says about it. It's fantastic. I probably will be going for the Platinum too. It doesn't seem too too hard. Lovely, nice, nice small game. Very great atmosphere. Just. I think it's a perfect, uh, like, in between, like, your big AAA games. It's a perfect game to play before I get into something like Jedi Survival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I don't... How do you feel about that name, Jedi Survivor? I... Because, obviously, I understand, and I won't talk about any story points, but, I mean, I understand as soon as I started playing the first one, Jedi Fallen Order, and I was like, that's a sick name and makes sense. With Jedi Survivor, I'm like, it makes sense too, but it seems really weak. Like, they didn't try to make, like, a unique name. I think they fucked up by making... It's it's the Star Wars Jedi games as opposed to Star Wars... I thought that... In my mind, until the second game came out, I thought it was Star Wars colon Jedi Fallen Order. It's more like Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. Mm. And now it's Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen... Or Survivor... So I think they fucked up there. They could have got the fucking Jedi out of there, but I know they got to put Jedi in there to like the normies to see that and they'd be like, I get to play with lightsabers. There's just a couple of names that I think should be. Oh, Burpin coming. All right. Oh, Burpin coming. The, there's just a couple. Gotta give a warning. There's just a couple <laughs> of words and names that I, I feel like should just be like out, should be outlawed. Survivor, I think, is one because if you think about it, you're trying to survive in every fucking game, literally. <laughs> so Survivor's one. Legends is another. I oh, think we love Minecraft Legends or Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Grid Legends. League of Legends. League of Legends. Grid Legends. Grid Legends is a little teaser for the show later. And then 
Legacy, I feel like, is another one. Legacy of Cain. Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. And I guess those are the, the big ones, but Survivor, yeah. Uh, not the best yeah, name. Yeah, Survivor, not the best name, but, you know, they're doing the best they can. Are they? With all, that, with, with all that Star Wars money. I mean, I think the Star Wars Jedi games are the best one that came out of that whole fucking oh, like, EA shit. So I, I I think it is the best of what we can get so far. I, and I don't mind getting like a strictly single player game. But one more thing about Star Wars Jedi Fallen or, before, or Survivor before we get into the news proper. The store, I don't know if you've been on it. But like you literally can't even like you can't you have to scroll like out of Star Wars Jedi Survivor's mm-hmm. way like it is they fucking bought out all the ad space on the PlayStation yeah, Store. Like I totally did I, notice that. I think they're gonna probably sell a lot of copies with that because they have a lot of fucking um it's just a lot of strong advertisement. But the same thing with Dead Island too. Um, another a little brief news story that tag along with the what we've been playing, but it sold um th- a million copies in three days. And, I, and I've seen the aggressive ads for that too. I've seen that even at, like advertised on like my sports shit. Yeah, I'm glad too. I think it's good. I'm, I'm really happy with I'm really happy with how that turned out because I don't think mm-hmm. anyone knew it would be like good. It's like a cool like redemption story. Yeah, good underdog story. But yeah, no, that that's a good. I it's a good thing that you shouted that out. That's an astute observation because yeah, I remember going to the store and being like, oh shit, it's like every single box every single box was like it was like the story gameplay and this and i was like jesus christ they're like the cosmetic things and i'm like see this is what this is the things that ea does that people get pissed off with i've only seen that i think when ragnarok came out but that's the only other game i could think of but that's a first party game that's that makes a, sense yeah i agree i totally this agree. is fucking third party yeah absolutely so that was just another astute observation that we made here on the go for bronze show but uh I let's hop that- into the Sorry, oh, you, my bad. I you know go. that you didn't mean it, but I know because they can't see it. You like scratch the underside of your chin like out. And I know that maybe you're just doing that because you wanted to do that. But, you know, it's also like, fuck you. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. It's like you're talking about Star Wars, like, fuck you. And then you're like, all right, on to the next thing. I just wanted to share that for the for the people who couldn't see it visually. Yeah, Star Wars, I got a like love hate relationship with it. You know, it's like most things from my childhood. But moving on, <laughs> uh, let's start with the first news story here. Uh, uh, Sony Shuhei Yoshida says AI will change the nature of learning for developers. In an interview with The Guardian, Yoshida was asked what he thinks about developers' concerns that AI could replace human efforts in disciplines like art, music, and coding. Yoshida said developers would need to learn new skills to effectively use AI, which he believes will ultimately have a positive impact on game development. He said, quote, it is a tool. Someone has to use the tool. He said, AI can be can produce very strange things, as you must have seen. You really have to be able to use the tool well. AI will change the nature of learning for game developers, but in the end, development will be more efficient and more beautiful things will be made by people. People might not even need to learn programming anymore. If they have learned how to use these tools of the future, the creativity is more important, the direction how you envisioned what you want uh yoshida joined the playstation project in 1993 a year before the original console was launched and went on to become the president of sony computer entertainment worldwide studio he currently serves as head of sie's independent developer initiative where his role is to nurture external smaller independent studios Yoshida gave The Guardian an example of how ai is being used by smaller teams to help them create projects that might 
otherwise be out of their capability. Quote, he said, I was going through 15 pitches in a competition for indies in Japan just this morning, and one of them had amazing, beautiful graphics made by a small team of students, he said. Quote, they said they used Midjourney, the AI art, the AI art generator, to create the art. That is powerful that a small number of young people can create an amazing looking game. In the future, AI could develop interesting animations, behaviors, even do the debug for your program. All right, that was a lot, but I wanted to get all that out there uh, from the interview with Shuhei and The Guardian. So, Mark, what do you think about AI? Do you, are, are you leaning on the side of Shuhei or are you on the side of the fear that most developers have? Did somebody ask Shuhei what happens when the tools start using tools? I don't, you know, nobody like asked Terminator. Yeah. yeah, nobody, that's the thing. Everybody forgets. I feel like nobody is like, Skynet is like a joke to them. And I'm like, Skynet's a real thing. Like this is, Google is Skynet at this point with Boston Dynamics and they're going to take over. People forget Terminator 2, the, the dark future, like the flash forward war is in 2019. So Jesus Christ. There, so they, you know, it could be pretty close. A but little close. I mean, with this, when we talk about AI, I think I agree with Shuhei. It is a tool definitely at the moment. I could see it being used to create art i could see it being used to the idea of him saying debug does sound pretty interesting to me actually because i know that yeah when they're in the process of polishing a game that they at the moment need a lot of play testers to be like hey break this game right do crazy stupid unexpected things that we are having a tough time accounting for like we're going to need somebody to go jump at this corner 30 times and see if they can get over a barrier or something like that and that sounds like a task that would be perfect to automate and get out of the way. Although would I think it'd still be interesting to like watch a clip of being like to watch an AI try to break a game. But it mm-hmm. just sounds like that would be a perfect use for it or art or character design or something like that. I think that it will be used for all of those. I think it, of course, there are going to be examples where people use it for much more than that. The argument of if it is what Shuhei is saying of uh, what people will personally make will be better, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think probably the opposite on a technical like on a technical level, I think probably what the AI will make will be objectively better, but subjectively is what matters. When I'm on social media and I see like, oh, this thing is AI, I scroll past. I don't give a fuck. So I think yeah. that. It's not even necessarily just about what is objectively better looking. It's also just what people are going to like or what they're in the mood for, right? If it was just about what's objectively the best looking, then you wouldn't have games that mess with different art styles of being cartoonish or maybe being pixel art and stuff like that. That's not to say that pixel art isn't beautiful. And I know that it's exceptionally difficult to make, especially when you have a nice, when they have to make something really detailed in a pixel art style. But my point is, is that, you have to account for what people like. And I don't know if it's just me, but I know me and a couple of other people that I've talked to when we see AI stuff on the internet, we're immediately just like, oh, okay. And then just scroll by because it's like, it's like a nifty little thing, but it's not, I can't imagine. There's no soul. Exactly. There's not that like, there's that uh, intangible human touch that's kind of lacking. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like the way that it makes me feel is, is it's kind of just like if you were to, if you were watching like a sports game, right? And somebody goes off. And then they're like, oh, well, they were taking like these insane drugs that were enhancing them. Okay, then it's not impressive. 
Like, that's how I feel about it, where it's just like, you know, it's... If I found out Jimmy Butler was on steroids, I think what he did is impressive still. Okay, but, you know... I like, mean, but LeBron, LeBron takes steroids. You know that? All right, well, I don't know. Then let me give a better example. <laughs> no, just, I, you, know, you know what I no, mean, though, right? I get what you mean, though, yeah. But I know that Jimmy is him. Jimmy is him. I'm not. But, um, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take that any any of that down. I, so I mean, I could use a different example, but I think you get my point. It's just like there's a. I mean, yeah, it's but, like using a, a, a like Chat GPT to write your paper, or just like if you watch somebody play piano, right? If you watch somebody play piano and it's fantastic, it's impressive. But if you like look over and see that oh their hands aren't moving, it's the automated like recording that's playing. Then you're like, mm-hmm. all right, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And that, and you don't want games to get to that point where it's like, oh, this this doesn't matter because it was made by like five dudes and like an AI creation tool. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's brought up this way, but I feel like boiled down, people like to be impressed by other people. Mm-hmm. Like that's an important but, aspect of it. That's true, but I do think I liked how Shuhei phrased it, where it's like specifically. And this is his role in PlayStation now is like fostering these like indie studios and projects. But I think that AI could definitely be a big benefit for just indie development in in general, because they're the most uh, they're the most affected in terms of cost, in terms of hiring people and stuff like that. And there's a way to automate it. You can maybe get more indie projects out there. So that could be good. I don't know if we necessarily need to lower the bar of entry to making games, but like maybe we can get somebody who was t- intimidated because of the technical skills to like bring in a unique creative vision to making a game. Yeah, I think there's definitely upsides and downsides. Upsides like if want to focus and kind of like leave off on more positive notes. I think the upside is if you have somebody with an interesting idea, like you're saying maybe a smaller team, they're more cl- more likely to be able be able to realize that idea. And sometimes I mean I feel like in recent mem- in memory, the games that I've enjoyed the most are games that are just unique in their in their initial structure or just have something that's like a different gameplay pitch to it. And uh, most of the time, those aren't like the biggest games. They're not the smallest games either, right? I don't, I'm not saying like I want to play Jumping Taco, but <laughs> like, yeah. Like Dredge. Dredge is a great game. I'm, I'm assuming Dredge is probably what? I'd probably say, I would say like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to like probably 1.5 million to make you know the team that made dredge though right who i i'm gonna look it up to be a hundred percent but i'm pretty sure it's the people that made overcooked what damn never mind the people from overcooked know what they're fucking doing i did not know that i'm gonna check just to be sure that's a banger that's a uh, a i know it's team 17 but i don't know if team 17 is the is like the like production yeah Huh. That's a nice little little indie studio then on the rise. Cause um I think yeah, if they made Overcooked, Overcooked I really enjoyed playing. And then I don't also know, I'm Dredge knows. Published uh, by Team Seventeen. Okay. Developed by Black so the same Salt publisher. Games. Yes. Okay. Well still mate, that's a good that publisher's got a good eye for indie studios. Yes, agreed. Excellent game. Excellent, excellent game. But AI we're gonna see. I think our our first I think our first good example of like or that I'll be on the lookout for is when Assassin's Creed Mirage comes out. I'll be on the lookout to see if I notice There's anything because I know that they're yeah, because I know that they'll be using it there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, AI is the future is taking over everything and now even games. 
but I, again, I don't think it's totally negative. But yeah, I mean, we gotta fuck around with it though. Like, I'm still gonna make Terminator jokes like at my Alexa. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it, it's eventually gonna. I don't. So it's gonna be good for like a little bit, but like, I mean, the rate already that it's growing at is kind of like terrifying. Yeah, have you read the? And this might be like a, a complete rabbit hole if somebody wants to go down it on the internet. But have you seen there was somebody who, who. I don't. I think it was called Chaos GBT. Like okay. they asked Chat Chat GBT like how to end the world or something like that, and then it like actually tried to get as far as it could. But then I think it got stopped by like when it tried to start getting like classified information. I think is when it was getting stopped. But then it tried to like communicate with other AI to like all get them together. But then they didn't because that's like not how they're programmed. And so yeah. there's like this one AI that's just out there trying to do crazy shit already. And who knows if it's true or not, right? I'm just reading this shit on the internet like everyone else is. But I saw that, that's the thing now where AI is like, you're like, I don't even know what's reality anymore. If all you got to do is ask it a question, like, I'm sure that somebody's done that. Been like, hee hee, let's see what happens. Justin said he fucked around with AI, was asking it weird shit. What did he ask it? I don't know. He asked it like some foul shit, like about like sentient and being like a like a person and shit like that. Mm. He's he, you know he's he's on disability right now. He's locked up in his room. He's cooped up, having weird thoughts. Damn, you gotta damn. Why are you doing him dirty like that? You could have just, just said saying. he was like he was messing around. That you gotta be like he's on disability. Right. He he's got fucking he's got Chat GPT and then he also has a three D printer. Why don't you say what kind of disability he has so that we don't have people wondering what kind of disability he's on? <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, he he's 18 years old, but he sprained his ankle really bad and needed to get a surgery done. So now he's on disability from his job and getting paid to be home and recover. Yeah, he's living the pandemic pandemic lifestyle now. The pandemic lifestyle that shit kind of hit. I I don't think I need like a pandemic lifestyle all the time, but I would like like a month where we get to like shut down and got to be indoors. Oh yeah. I that's what I'm looking forward to middle of the month. I'll just be off for a week. I don't have anything to do. That shit sounds very nice. But um, moving on to the next story we got here. Uh, this one broke right after we recorded last week. But um, PlayStation is set to acquire AAA multiplayer developer Firewalk Studios. PlayStation has agreed to acquire Firewalk Studios, the AAA multiplayer developer that is working on a live service game for PlayStation 5 and PC. If the name sounds familiar, it's because Sony had already announced it would be publishing Firewalk's first game back in April 2021. It's the third dedicated live service game studio that PlayStation has acquired over the last 18 months alongside Bungie and Haven Studios. Firewalk was set up in 2018 as part of Probably Monsters, a collective of AAA game developers. It was formed by a number of Bungie veterans, including studio head Tony Sue. Previously, general manager and senior vice president of Destiny at Activision, the game director Ryan Ellis, previously creative director at Bungie, it now boasts almost 150 employees. Firewalk is the 20th developer to join PlayStation Studios, and they said in a press release, "quote We had we've had the privilege of working with Probably Monsters and Firewalk for several years, and our teams share the same ambition to create meaningful experiences for gamers." Said. Head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Hulse, Firewalk's in- initiative approach to con- uh, to connected storytelling and its commitment to high-quality gameplay continues to exceed our expectations. I think fans will be very pleased when they see what Firewalk has in store for them. Woo! 
killed that shit. But yeah, so what do you think about Firewalk? It's now the 20th studio acquired by PlayStation, part of this whole live service initiative. We still don't really know what they're making. We just know it's live service. We haven't had any teas or anything like that. So hopefully this means something. Sony's seen something good enough that maybe they might re- mention at a you know presentation. I would say two thumbs up from me. My biggest Ooh. takeaway from this is as with the live service being added in as part of their initiative, I like that they're that they're making it a point to either acquire or have studios separate or just their sole purpose is this live service because then they're not going to have Naughty Dog or I mean Naughty Dog is going to be doing that project <laughs> I mean, that they're they doing are. now, but you know that they're going to make their own stuff too. They're still making the single player like set the the games that people know Sony and PlayStation for. Yeah, like I think I say this is a good way of saying it. Like with Last of Us, but even with Horizon, we know that there's going to be an online project there. But it's kind of like those online projects that are these giant IP, they're either handing off to or just assisting with someone else. But they're still going to work on these core games, right? Like Sony Santa Monica is still going to work on their core games. And Sonyak still going to work on theirs. Gorilla, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch. But you're going to have all these other studios where they can focus on trying to create a live service game, which I think is smart too, because I feel like it would be really risky to have one of your prize gems focus on a giant live act like live service game. And then what if it fails, if it fails with one of these other studios? Okay. Well it happens cut. They'll do what they need to do. But if you ruin the reputation of one of your long, like running studios, I think that does a lot more damage. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree, especially with the turnaround time in games. If you got a stinker out there and that's your last impression out there in the world, you've probably got another like four or five years to probably change that notion of you in in the gaming circle. Yeah, I agree. Like even it's not a huge blow, but even um, I'm having trouble thinking of the studio now. The studio that did uh, the Horizon Call of the Mountain. Fire Sprite? Oh, yeah. Fire Sprite, yeah. So Fire Sprite is an example where they're already, in my mind, kind of like, okay, maybe not the best first outing. Ooh. Right? I mean, I Fire's... from what I understand, Call of the Mountain is not being like, people don't love that. It's not the flagship title of VR, it seems like. It seems like it's the Resident Evil Village in uh, Gran Turismo 7. But yeah, no, I mean, because Fire Sprite was acquired to make those kind of games, so... Yeah, definitely not the best outing, but it's not, again, not the worst. But also with these newer studios, we have different expectations. So it's like it lower. I feel like it kind of lowers the bar where it's like we're not. We're entering a weird part where it's like Sony was a stamp of quality. And we now know with this live service initiative, they're going to release stinkers. Exactly. They're going to. So it's a different mindset. We're going into these. We have different like uh, expectations. Like I'm just like hoping that whatever Firewalk makes is like fun for at least like a weekend. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because if it was if it was Gorilla that did Call of the Mountain, I think it would be a bigger deal. Yeah, that it wasn't as good. And it's important to know that this is not an opportunity cost situation, which is really the best part about it. That the thing is that even though these games might come out under PlayStation's name and might not be as good, it doesn't mean that PlayStation games as a whole are not as good. There's just more of them. But the ones that are still going to be fantastic are still going to exist. And I think that is what's really important or is important to me is that those aren't getting swapped out. Yeah, I feel like PlayStation 
in PS4 generation really conquered like single player gaming. And maybe not in terms of sales because they're not their first party games don't sell as well as Nintendo, but they're, you know, they're getting there. I mean, I feel like the baseline first party game sells outside of I would say outside of Ratchet and Returnal because Ratchet is a smaller thing, Returnal new IP, very I think very kind of off-putting. I think it's a Returnal's a like gamer's game, like a very hardcore game. Like it's not casual at all. But outside of that, they're like traditional, like what they are known for the third party open world action RPG kind of games. Like the baseline they sell is like 10 million. Even the bad ones, like the Ghost of Tsushima sold 10 million. Last of Us Part Two, which was received like kind of controversially, still broke 10 million. But then like the bigger end, like the ones that are received well, Spider-Man between Miles Morales and the original is like 25 plus million god of war the original one around like 15 20 million copies sold so they're they've conquered that spear so now they're trying to take over this multiplayer game and they're just kind of doing a shotgun approach and being like all right we're going to just make as many as we can and hopefully one of these sticks and then we'll carry that on and support that for the years to come yeah it's good stuff i'm excited and since it's a studio that hasn't released a product yet it has me there's there's no I don't know what to expect, and I like that. It's not like they grabbed a studio that like, oh, man, this one's been making crappy games. I just don't know what to expect. And I like the name. I like Firewalk Firewalk because I like Twin Peaks, and Firewalk with me is like a saying. A it. Yeah, so that's what that makes me think of. I want to see the logo. I like seeing new studios' logos. I, I, I didn't. I mean, they probably definitely showed it in the article when I was reading about it, but I didn't. it didn't stick with me. I'd, and also another thing too that uh, we didn't mention, but the I feel like the synergy between these are former Bungie guys. Hopefully, they didn't leave on a bad note. But now Sony uh, like purchasing Bungie and still having them like in their third party like capacity, but they're gonna now be able to like work with the internal studios in a different level and being able to like help with whatever they need. And also being former Bungie heads, I'm at this studio i hope that it is a first person shooter at least so their their logo is not very interesting it's not <laughs> bad it's just not very interesting. it just it looks then. like a geometric like flame kind of i don't know how to explain it it's kind of hard to see i'm trying to show joel on my phone but i don't know if the brightness will change anyway the there's two images also on their website. There's one image here that looks like a mechanical like robot of some kind, but there's a little disclaimer at the bottom that says not game imagery. So <laughs> I don't know what these images are supposed to be, but I'll be curious to see what they have. Again, I'm really just waiting for whenever PlayStation decides to do this showcase. Like we need to know. I know it comes up all the time now on the show, but like we just need to know what is the next like couple of years or even maybe next two years. Like I would imagine they have to show what is what Firewalk is doing, what is XDev doing, what is all these other studios. You know what's doing? crazy right now? Is that I think I think a lot of like the PlayStation hardcore like us, obviously we're do we do a fucking podcast about it. And like but people like us that care about it, we're day one adopters. We have that like kind of like anxiety, like that like I wanna know what the fuck is next. Like we're hearing about all this shit. But I feel like the generation is like starting now, like now that it's like widely available, I feel like this is like the actual launch. And if they're planning to sell 25 million copies, that means by the end of the year, most PlayStation 5 gamers didn't even have the console for a whole year. So they I feel like they get like they bought they bought themselves like a little bit of time, like in terms of like they don't have to really say anything. Because mm. I mean, they still have Spider-Man 2 for the end of the year. You know, that's enough. 
Yeah, I think it's a. I don't want that to be, but I'm like, I was just thinking about like what you're saying. Like, we don't know, and this hopefully this will be there. We've been talking about it. I feel like we're gonna still like kind of have it postponed from a financial standpoint right now. Yeah, they're definitely not like missing out on anything, but I yeah, it's it's really just like a. I guess regardless, they wouldn't hold games. So regardless, just whenever they're done, they're going to either talk about them or release them because, of course, it wouldn't make any financial sense to like have a game be finished and not release it. So I guess one positive angle to look at is, is like the longer that we go without knowing about things is the closer that we are to them just announcing and quickly releasing them. So that's another thing, too. I think. I think all is forgiven if we get close release dates Mm. but if shit's two three four years out and we haven't heard from y'all in over a year then i think then i think there's going to be like a little bit of pushback with that even over a year i mean that's what i'm saying like it needs to be like i need like two like kind of big i need like ghost of tsushima sequels out in 24 or early 25 Mm -hmm. all right i need like uh i don't know what else i need any fucking factions is what i need yeah where's that i I wonder if Death Stranding, come out... Death Stranding 2, you think that's going to be a quick turnaround? You think we can get that surprise drop this year? I don't know. That'd be fucking incredible. That one I don't know. The only thing that I do know is I don't know if Factions will come out this year, but I know that I did... I've always had the idea that it won't come out until 24. I've never Damn. thought it was coming before 24. I remember we talked about it one time when they... I think it was probably last summer when they showed it. So that would have been, you know, in 2022. And I would have thought and I thought then that we would have known a release date. Yeah. And when they showed it in 2022, I was like, it's not even going to be next year. I don't think. And yeah, that I mean, that was a keen observation by you because it was just a clip art and literally Neil talking and nothing else. But it's just hard to know now because even they've said they've come out and been like, oh, well, our new approach is to just not say like they want to show stuff when it's closer to release. At the time, we just didn't know that. I my the energy at this point. At this point, by the way, is is it is it rude or is it like uh am I being a needy or impatient fan to not think that like Last of Us th- Part Three, if it is real, is like two three years away, like like not like kind of relatively close. I think, but I feel like they're gonna hit us with like some like twenty twenty eight bullshit. I think that. I think that while I'm not an expert in or even fucking moderate in game development. I can't imagine that a last of us part three would be that far away. Considering number one, they're not even changing IP in between mm-hmm. the historically naughty dog has always switched between uncharted and last of us. So if they're just sticking with last of us and they're going from part two to factions and then to a part three, I would imagine you can have a lot of that work done at the same time and so it should theoretically be more efficient like mm-hmm. you're already working on all these environments and elements and assets for example if they make a bunch of like stores and landscapes and stuff for factions made for native ps5 i'm not gonna see like posters and cups in that game and then see them in part three and be like oh these are the same no like that would just make sense like they're, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they're making the world on the same generation close to each other. So I don't think it's needy of you because also like, I feel like that's realistic. Six years. Here's the thing. Like too. 2026. I don't think there's no, there's no excuse for like 
part three to not be out. And here's the thing too. I think that from their perspective, actually, I don't know. I'm curious what their perspective is, but from my perspective and probably this is probably not a majority of people, but I know that there is a group of people with this mindset. This whole factions that we're waiting for is just the multiplayer that they chopped off of part two. So the fact that they're taking so long to just build it up to just be like a whole separate game is like, I mean, it's cool, but it's also like it. It just it's going to be dependent on the product. It has yeah. to like it has to be worth the wait. It just feels like the longer that they take, I'm like, it's great that you guys are having fun with this and that you're making it like a bigger thing. But I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'll say this: anything that Naughty Dog releases single player, I always have 100 percent faith in. I don't have 100 percent faith in this because I don't know what the fuck it is. I think that that's interesting, though. That makes it kind of fun. No, no, it makes it, also, it makes it interesting. It just means that I don't. I'm not with them. I normally assume like ten. Like I don't even need to see it. Like it's probably a ten. Probably. Okay. Like it's probably really polished. I mean, yeah, no, realistic. I mean, when's the last time they've released a game that probably wasn't at least a nine in most people's opinion? It's probably been like over a decade. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Single player wise, I'm like y'all. Like I, n- no questions. I believe. But with factions, mm-hmm. it's like, while I agree that it's more interesting and it falls into that, like the category that we like to talk about, where it's like everyone can have their own opinion about it. Mm-hmm. I just, it doesn't have me with like, okay, full faith, no matter what I'm in. Cause like, oh, I don't know. What is it? Yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I'm excited. I'm also excited because it's uh, the creative director. It's the first time it's not Neil or Bruce. I will say, I do need something that i know i need from it like if i a date no something that i really need is there has to be pvp in it oh you're concerned that it's going to be like division and pvp only or pve yeah, if only? it's two if it's two just co-op and pve it is absolutely not what i want i need it to have some pvp because it's a multiplayer here's if it's a co-op game i think pve i don't know pve feel like I, it could cheapen it like pvp i don't know why it feels like more high quality like high quality and like effort which but it one was put into it i'm pvp you're saying pvp is cheaper pve feels cheaper. yes i like agree it's kind no, of more like you just you just create spaces fill people up i gotta kill 20 enemies and checkpoint but like pvp is like i have to have like balanced guns and a good like economy and like clever map design and all types of shit like that i totally agree 100 percent. and that's like that's so, yeah i because i would want to play to be in a world that's as detailed as what they put out with PvP. And I know that they can do excellent PvP stuff because I was one of those fools that loved Uncharted and loves Last of Us multiplayer. Those seem really interesting. But to what your point was saying is that the one thing that I don't really want is if the whole thing is co-op, but it's like PvE the whole time. Realistically, that means that I'm probably or will probably play it. But I mean, honestly, most people are probably going to play it single player. And then yeah. that means that they're just going to be playing co-op levels, single player, which feels like I don't feel like you needed to spend all that time for that. See, I see, this is what makes me excited about it, though, because it's like it's the first time I've had doubt. I've had haven't had mm. doubt with Naughty Dog in forever. It's like that's true. It's just a it's interesting. It's it's it exciting because it's like. It could be it could be a complete fucking dumpster fire. Like it can be like a boring ass generic game like Suicide Squad that had to get delayed to Infinity and maybe it's getting like delayed in the background because it's it was going to be this kind of game. But they've seen how poorly like all those kind of games have been received in the most recent years. So but at the same time, 
it could be like think about like division but like naughty dog quality like it, it like that it could, could be so it could good. be fun it could be and good I, that's what i'm saying it, it could be it could be anything it could be anything that's true but that's the the one thing that i know absolutely without question i need pvp if it comes out and there's no pvp in it i'm good i then they wasted all their time in my opinion yeah because i mean the last of us multiplayer especially carrying the name factions you have to at least be some have some roots to the first game yeah and like you got to be able to fight other people because if it's just like a wave do you think that's a title by the way you think it's called last of us factions i don't know what it is called i actually don't have they because i can see the name i can see the name being changed because they've only like referred to it as like oh the factions of last of us yeah i agree i could see the name being changed i don't know what they would make it i don't yeah i don't know exactly what they would make legends (laughs) oh that's ass no the last of us battle royale i mean what if what happens if it's a br that could be or have like a br mode i think it could have a br mode if it has a br mode i think it would be good i think that there are going to be people that are going to come out of the woodwork and be like we don't need any more of those but before those kind of people just like get the pitchforks ready and the molotovs you'd have to consider the basis of the game and the core of what factions was would translate really well to a br mode in the sense that primarily you it's you go in kind of counter-strike style right where you have a menu of upgrading your weapons or armor but you don't have enough currency yet so you go in and then there are these little chests around the map where based on the amount of players on the other team and kind of like skill-based stuff will be what comes out of those boxes so like if you're the last person alive on your team and you open a box you'll get like great shit stuff like that but yeah crafting is really important so it would translate well and naturally in last of us you're always scrounging so i think it would work pretty well and still i thought i thought one of the coolest things about original factions multiplayer was the stealth aspect to it is that everyone is like so quiet and sneaking around and i think it doesn't need to be like uh what in quotes traditional br is with like a hundred plus player count Mm -hmm. like i i wouldn't mind like maybe like a like a third or a quarter of like what a warzone map is but it's like 20 25 players and it's a little bit it's a little bit faster like you can get like a game can last like 8 to 15 minutes or something like that yeah i mean i think it would be fun but yeah all all that and more but i mean when we know we're about factions. when we know when we know we're excited about factions we're excited about firewalk we we hope to finally get some more clarity with all that it should be soon from depending on the rumors you you trust they say may but they said may last year so who knows but speaking of may sony has confirmed may 2023's playstation plus essential games um just a reminder essential is the baseline tier for playstation plus just to um, access you know cloud saves and online access you also get uh three monthly free games in quotes the first of, of these offers is Grid Legends on PS5 and PS4, Chivalry 2 on PS5 and PS4, and Descenders, which is on PS4 only. Um, you'll be able to claim these games May 2nd next week. And also, April's uh, 2023 PlayStation Essential games are available until May 1st, and that's Sackboy Big Adventure, uh, Meet Your Maker, and Tales of Iron. And also, it was recently announced that uh, Enhances humanity will be released on may 16th it will be available on day one as part of may's playstation plus 
ca- uh, game catalog lineup, which is reserved for the extra and premium tiers. So we're getting four games for all of the extra and pl- up members, but the three base games, I I know you're a fan of Grid. But are you a fan of this one in particular? Uh, not really. I actually did play this one a little bit a couple months back, <laughs> and I did a couple of races, and they were okay. Actually, the Grid that's probably my favorite is the 2019 one. Okay, the one that's just called Grid? Yeah, the one that's just called Grid, I actually like. And then if we're going further back in time, the actual original Grid I like The PS3? The reason why is not even the PS3 one. It's that they had a really good arcade machine. Mm, I don't remember what arcade it was, but there was an arcade that I remember having a Grid machine that I, I think we both went to. And like I remember the machine being really good and racing people being really fun. And you could like pick from. I forgot that. Was that like Dave and Buster's or something? I think, shit yeah, like that? some shit like that. But I was like, why? This like machine is way better than it needs to. Which, while we're on the yeah. topic of it, the arcade that we do love, they their racing game selection, I think, is pretty lackluster. Like, it's a bunch of these initial mm-hmm. D games, which like they're cool, but the actual racing is not that interesting. You're like on a highway or you're on a down slope or an uphill, but it's very almost guided. Like, I don't even feel like what I'm doing has that big of an impact on the game. The driving's very numb. Yeah. It's not a very engaging experience, but I don't think Arcade Monsters has Dave and Buster money to be swapping shit in and out. I don't know. I mean, they have good collections. They have good collections. That is true. But when's the last time they've, like, had a major update in terms of cabinets? Pretty, I want to say, like, almost monthly. Really? I think me and you. Just, I feel like there's always the same shit. There. I think the thing is, is a lot of the stuff that they, they got rid of things that we loved. Actually, they got rid of the pong game. But I think or a the lot pong of pong thing broke. That was broken. Yeah, I think Fuck a me. lot of the things they add there are shit that me and you don't play. Like, you know, some Japanese like bongo bongo game or some shit. Yeah, those people are, are like hyped. waifu shit. Like you know, like the, for right. the people that come in like the whole costume and like they're wearing gloves. The furries. Yeah, yeah, the furries. Yeah, yeah. So they're there. They're there with us. But Grid, we hold hands. Grid Legends is whatever. Yeah, Grid Legends is whatever. Chivalry 2 is kind of ass. Chivalry 2 is not that. ass, dude. <laughs> that game fucking it sucks. It is not ass. Joel's just a hater. This is insane. It's this so- went, you're like, this is so fun, isn't it? Like, this is fucking garbage. Yeah, you're a bum. It's a good game. I guess it's a like, good it's game. Not, if you want, Chivalry 2 you can play one more. Chivalry 2 is not like, like, oh, like it's a six, but like some people like it. Like it is a good game, but it's also impossible a, to have fun playing a multiplayer game when one person's like, this shit sucks. Like, obviously, it's not going to be a good time. <laughs> the fuck? Like, what? Are we going to play 2K and you're fucking carry, but I'm just silent? Like, <laughs> it's not fun. That's different, though, because that's competitive and dunking on somebody is fun. I'm saying, like, if it's a team game, like obviously we're not gonna play. Like famous here, famously, anytime we fucking play Warzone and I'm quiet, everyone's quiet. You know what I mean? Um, like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, but I was vocal about how shitty Chivalry Two. Oh yeah, you we were, were vocal about it. it. So you know, I was I was pretty clear with that. But and then um, <laughs> so then the final one is Descenders. Congratulations to Descenders that they made the PlayStation Plus main lineup, but um. The biggest one for me is uh, this Enhanced Humanity game because it's a little bit interesting. It has Limbo vibes. I don't think it's going to be as good, nearly as good as Limbo, but I think the vibes are kind of similar. And it's on VR, so that's going to make me be able to play it in a different way, experience a story in virtual reality. Are you going to play it? 
I'm going to play it in VR, yeah. I'm going to try to play it in VR. Okay. I don't, it doesn't seem like a game that would get me motion sick. Yeah, I, I probably, it's probably really interesting in VR. Exactly. So when I do play it, I do plan on playing it in VR. Got it. Standard-wise, like just regular play, I'm out. I'm not interested. You're not? You don't want to be a little... It's like a Shina Emo that's guiding people around? My thing is that it doesn't... I don't feel like from what I've seen there's any story or anything like that. It looks like it's just a puzzle game. But the type of puzzle game that it is doesn't really appeal to me. Like it looks like forming a level to make sure this like massive horde can make it to the end. And it I mm-hmm. I don't know why it just doesn't like appeal to me. It looks That's like fair. I would watch you or somebody else play it, but it doesn't look like something I would like want to sit down and play. I feel like I'd get frustrated with it already. I yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm interested to see how it plays out with the the VR though, because Am I gonna like move the people around with my hands and stuff like that? Who knows? I'm saying but, that uh, sounds cool. That's what, yeah. I'm excited to play. I, I yeah, I want to play more VR. I got to get my new glasses and kind of dive more into that because it is it is fun. Every time I think about it, I'm like, man, it's just a totally new way to play a game. It's cool. Here's something I will say: this game has no excuse to not use excellent haptics. Ooh, with the people walking in your controller. Yeah, they have to do that. They better. I mean, it's a PlayStation Plus essential. You know, release day one. I don't know if it is it. I think it's probably an extra release. No, but I'm saying I didn't know if it was a PlayStation exclusive as well. I'm pretty sure it's all over. I think it's on PC at least. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure if it's on the Xbox. But um, this month I would say it's probably pretty lackluster in terms of the essential category. I don't think any of these three games are anything special. But you know, you win some, you lose some. There's a lot of new shit out now, so that y'all should be playing. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna and I really wish they could. I know that they probably do it just so that they can get multiple market blasts, but I really wish they would just do essential extra and premium. This is this month. Like I would really prefer if they just did it this month. These, this is everything you're getting with plus rather than like, Oh, trickle out. Here's your little essential. Oh, and this one's going to be uh, the one extra in the middle. Oh, and by the mm-hmm. way, you'll have these premium games. Oh, and then there's these extras. Like It's just really fucking confusing. It's really, yeah, it's really annoying. Like, why don't you just have one big blast and be like, hey, this is what's going to be. You just want one big blast. Just one, just one, just massive. <laughs> just like, I can't even take it. Like, it's just so much information. <laughs> That's what I want. I want so much information. Yeah, you want to be informed on the inside. I just want to be informed. That's really all it is. Because I understand also that like these things are going to release at different dates, but that's okay. You can just put the dates next to them on like a bullet-pointed list. I can read. Can you? And if our audience can't read, they can listen to us. Exactly. So it's okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think also, honestly, they, there's like, you know, the they did like their financials and there's been a dip in terms of subscription numbers and plus membership. Uh, revenue hasn't dropped like that much because people are paying more now but there's less people subscribed on to it and i think honestly the confusion in marketing it people are like i don't know what the fuck's going on i'm not doing any of this shit. yeah i agree it's like yeah i think everyone is always going to see the essential games because it's what they're used to but then i'm sure there's mm-hmm. people that see the essential games and they're like oh well why would i go to a higher tier nothing else was added i don't think they would exactly. think to be like okay let me check in the middle of the month at the tiers that i don't currently own no, you should probably be doing a giant drop of games at the beginning of the month so that people are like, oh, well, I'm playing Grid Legends, but oh, fuck this. Oh, one of my buddies is playing this new premium classic game that looks sick like that. Mm-hmm. That's how you get it, because a lot of times I'll like 
that first week that essential games are out everyone will play it like you meet your maker right like we played that loved it i don't know how much we're ever going to play that again but you need that initial <laughs> pop of like essential it was and fun for it was fun i mean i feel like you know a plus game it's best is the best case scenario that you're fun for at least a few days well, meet your maker meet your maker was excellent co-op awful solo yeah, I've tried playing it by myself, and I was like, "This is dreadful." So that's that's that was really the downfall with that one. But yeah, just the uh, one massive load, one massive load. That's all we that's want. All we're asking for. All right. So wrapping up here, we got a um, few two news new, two news stories left. One more in the PlayStation family of things. Uh, so Horizon Forbidden West sequel seemingly on its way as Gorilla confirms Aloy's next adventure. Excuse me. Guerrilla Games appeared to have quietly announced a Horizon Forbidden West sequel while detailing a management reshuffle on its website. Uh, The blog post wrote, We have full confidence in our new leadership as they steer Guerrilla towards a bright future, expanding the world of Horizon with Aloy's next adventure and our exciting online project. Uh, Read a post spotted by Eurogamer announcing the departure of veteran studio director Annie Smites. Smites has been promoted to head of development strategy at PlayStation Studios following a near 20-year stint at Guerrilla Games. Future Horizon games will now be developed under the leadership of co-studio directors Joel Joel Eichler and Hyland Schmidt and John Beek von Beek. As for (laughs) the sequel, I'm sorry. John Bart Von Beek, but they're they're all they're this is a Dutch studio, so they have these weird like they're like frozen names. Hey, yeah, it's just like what the hell's going on here? But then uh we continue. As for the sequel, <laughs> Gorilla Games creative director Matthias <laughs> Dijon. What the fuck are these people's names? Had previously alluded to the potential trilogy by stating that the events of Horizon Forbidden West, including its cliffhanger ending has set up some key plot points for a possible third game. All right. So, Mark, what do you what do you think about all that there? Are you, are you excited for the next adventure in Aloy's journey? Absolutely not. I can't even get into <laughs> I you know, it's like every time I want to get into a Horizon game, it's like I have to force myself. So, yeah. I would Hopefully the multiplayer game's fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hopefully, I mean, hopefully the third one is good. Like, I don't want it to be bad or any kind of ill will against it. It's just, I don't have something that Horizon has never done is it's never gotten me motivated. Like, I've never been playing it and been like, oh, shit, like, I want to know what happens next. Or like, I really want to go over here. I just kind of play it's it. never cupped you. And I'm like, yeah, this is really pretty. And it's a, it's a well-made game. But there's like a couple of minor things that aren't my favorite. But it does enough mm-hmm. cool stuff, and I feel like I. My main thing with Horizon is I just feel like oh, like I'm supposed to play this because like this is well reviewed and it's a PlayStation game. But I don't. <laughs> People like this, yeah, so I have to like exactly. it exactly. Or I at least just have to experience it. It's just yeah. not. It's not a game on my own that I'm like. This is what I want to play. I'm just like oh well. I mean, there's not a lot of reasons for me not to play it. Right? It's well made. It's a PlayStation game. It has good reviews. And some people think it's like incredible. Okay, well, let me give it a shot. But it's tough when it's also demanding a lot because it's like you have these games that are massive, then you have big expansion, and then now you're going to have a third game, probably an expansion, then you're going to have a There's a lot of Horizon content. And then we'll have the show. And they're Netflix, right? Horizon is Netflix. Yeah, Yeah. Horizon is Netflix. So 
And I mean the we the thing too with this is is like it's nice to know, it's nice to get those little tidbits of information. But I think we knew that three was coming, and we knew about the online project because art had leaked for the online project, and then I think that they always kind of planned it as a trilogy. Yeah, this was just the first time that they kind of publicly admitted to uh, being a third game in the series. But yeah, we've known about the we've known about the what we assume to be Monster Hunter esque Horizon multiplayer game. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's cool. I mean, what about how far did you make it in Forbidden West? You had to have made it farther than me. I basically, I don't, I didn't make it that far. I probably got like maybe five, eight hours in. Not t- nothing too too crazy, honestly. If I was going to go back to play it, I would have to do like a hard reset. Do you, So while we're on the topic of that, do you have a, just because I'm very like, I set like these like re- weird rules in my head of how I do like everything. Is mm-hmm. there something that like, how do you, in your head, how do you decide like, okay, I'm doing a fresh restart of this game? Is there like a time a period game- that's long enough or something like that? Because I did it, with, I did it with Dredge too recently, and it's it's if I jumped into a game the first time and I didn't like it, I want to re-experience it all over again with just like a different mind state and see if it can grab me this time. Because I know sometimes when I start games, I may be a little tired, mm. or I may not have picked like the right time, or it might have been like you know you started the game, you get, you played ten minutes in, then you know Pam called me, or my mom called me, or Justin called me, or you called me, or James called me, and then it's like I'm on the phone, and then I pause the cutscene, then I'm like back in the cutscene. So you know, sometimes it just doesn't hit. You know, just mm. shit gets in the way when you're playing a game or the vibes weren't right. So then I do the hard reset to be because it's a game that I genuinely want to actually get into, and it's like this is like my last attempt that I'm actually going to try to get into this. Got it. So that's kind of where I justify there's not really a specific time limit on it. It's more about like it didn't sit right with me the first time. So I want to have a different opinion about it. Mm, I see. Mine is completely the opposite approach in the sense that there are like actual numbers for me. It would be if it's a multiplayer or like nonlinear game, something like that, then I mean, there's no restarting. So it's just whatever. But if it's a story game or single player in of any kind, the way that I think about it is if it is a 30 hour or less game to finish, then as long as I've played it within a month, I won't restart. So like when I hop in, I'll look at my save and it's like, okay, if I played this within the last month, but it's a 30 hour or less, which I consider short by today's standards game, then okay, that's fine. Even if it was like a whole month ago, but as long as it's not over, okay. if it's over a month, I'll restart it. For games that are 50 hours or longer, as long as I've played it in the last year, that's how I do it. Damn. Like, I'm not going to restart like a, like Witcher, for example, right? Or like a Cyberpunk. Those, if it's been a couple months, okay, I'll still go in, see if I can figure out where I am. But if it's a shorter game and it's been like a couple months, that's fine. I'll restart. It's not a big deal. But I, I have it so like, okay, is it this? Is it this? No. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, no, that that makes sense too. Me, it's more like if I play, I think if I genuinely like a game, I will beat it. And if Mm -hmm. I didn't beat a game, that means I did genuinely probably didn't really, it just didn't stick with me. So I'm like, I need to like restart it. But you like to also focus on, I feel like you're more focused than me. I'm, I play like a lot of things at the same time. So I just needed to like have a system where I can still enjoy multiple games, but also make sure that I'm finishing them. 
I yeah, you're right. I and I also I like being part of the zeitgeist. So like if there's a big game, I like playing about it. I like playing it. I like having my opinion, seeing other people's opinions, and like just like the the banter mm-hmm. of video games. It's fun. It's like the lunch, like the lunchroom talk. Yeah, I mean, we just had two giant releases, and I'm like, once we're done here, I'm gonna play Devil May Cry too. Exactly, but I mean that's also kind of cool too that you, you just kind of play whatever you like truly want and also i mean i play what i want too i fucking play i platinum death stranding in the middle of last year mm-hmm. which you know so i do play what i want but it's more like i probably will pick like i'm gonna there's one game that i missed that i really want to play so like i did death stranding this year i don't know what i want to do yet but i'm trying to i'm trying to gotta figure that out i might be cyberpunk this year or horizon yeah, who knows maybe one of those it's always a good surprise right like that's the mm-hmm. the fun thing is is that there's always something to play a game that I would restart Deathloop, and I played, and I played that within a year. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a year, like in like August. I would restart that if though if I was going to play it again. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense too, because especially, I mean, there's probably certain examples where, like, if I just didn't understand or I felt like I made a permanent error, then maybe I would mm-hmm. restart. But I've been pretty. I would say in the last two to three years since PS5 launched, I've been really happy with my level of completing games and getting platinums i think towards the end of the ps4 era i was like not finishing games and not getting that many platinums and so now i feel like i'm in a nice like steady pace that's fair so i think yeah i don't know yeah the i you know there was a point during the playstation 4 generation where we weren't even really that like competitive about platinums and it was like since neither one of us were like going for them i feel like there was like like a three, four month period where neither one of us got a platinum. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I, I've missed a lot of the, we're kind of on opposite ends where I feel like I missed a lot of these big games that I needed to play at the time. But then on the Mm -hmm. flip side, there's a lot of these like maybe smaller games that I played that now I'm like, Oh, like you should play this, but it's Mm -hmm. almost like the flip side of it. But there's just it's just there's always something to play, which is good. Like the positive is that there's always something to play. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely like an endless supply of games. Like I know I was talking to you about like movies and music, but it's like if it stops right now, I know I have so much shit to still play catch up on. That's good. I still kind of feel the same way about games. Like if everything stopped now, like getting caught up with everything that I want to play, I would still probably have five, ten years worth of games to play. Yeah, I think so. It would take a while. It would take a hot minute, but uh. Let's move on here to the last news story. Is there, is there anything else you want to say? Not with Horizon, no. I mean, if they can't even get me nothing. to play the game, then, you know. We, yeah, we have nothing to say. <laughs> so Control's lead designer establishes a new NetEase game studio called Anchor Point. NetEase has established Anchor Point Studios, a new development studio founded by Control's lead designer, Paul Irith, primarily based in Barcelona, Spain. With a second office in Seattle, Washington, Anchor Point will focus on the creation of action adventure games for console and PC. Aerith, who was previously who pre who also previously worked as a campaign designer on Halo 4 and 5, is joined by a team that includes head of operations Pero Tortas, who formerly held the same role at Smilegate, Barcelona Crossfire. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, keep going. I just I love the name pronunciation. That's it. What? What? Barcelona. So, like the 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 first guy, Paul Erith. The first time yeah. he said Erith, and I was like, it kind of it made me think of like 
you know, like a hip hop or like if somebody watched Trailer Park Boys. Er, exactly. Er, er. There's a character that's it's like, oh, like this is my name. Er, sweet, what? Er, er. So like that's what that made me think of. And then the other guy, Perry, like Torrance. Yeah. I don't even know what you said with the second part of the name, but I was also like, Torrance. that's fine. Torrance. But it's funny too, also because the horizon thing. So disregard me. I'm just laughing in the background. I can stay further away from the microphone. I'm fucking up the whole thing. No, you're good. Here. You're good. You're fine. Let me just finish this off right here. So other developers at the studio have worked on titles including Ghost of Tsushima, Red Dead Redemption 2, and The Division. According to NetEase, Anchor Point has almost 100 job opens, job openings and is seeking developers, technical artists, designers, and designers to work in its offices remotely or in a hybrid capacity. And then their motto is uh, Pera Asprea a Astraya which means through hardship to the stars. Because what we're attempting to build is an, is an adventure that will stay fresh and provide a unique experience that will surprise people each time they play, said Anchor Point founder Erith. I was able to bust out a little Spanish there. So a couple of, couple of things I didn't know that while you were reading this, I was like, oof, 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 is... Previously being a campaign designer on Halo 4 and 5, I don't think those are the ones you want to be the known for. Yeah. And then this really doesn't have anything to do with the quality of work, but their studio's motto being Perospera Ad Astra. Ad Astra, I don't know if anyone saw it completely unrelated. The movie with Brad Pitt fucking <laughs> sucked ass. Okay. This is one of those times oh. where I went to go see it with a buddy of mine and he me and him were just laughing and I know we weren't supposed to be like, it was a quiet movie and people were getting kind of annoyed, but that made it even funnier. <laughs> so we were just dying laughing. That movie, huge disappointment, Damn. but huge disappointment. Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, on. Brad Pitt, what are you doing? I mean, I know it doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about here, but yeah, the, but really the halo four and five, I didn't know about. And then him being a lead designer on control. I mean, we loved control. I think we both still have to play the expansions or, and whatnot. I, I wonder, I don't know if it said it. I didn't see it. I'm just curious if you did. Do you know if he was part of Control 2's development at all and then left midway? Or if he was like clean off? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he left before Control 2 even started. I'm not quite sure. It didn't say that in there. Or I didn't, I didn't write that down while reading it. But I'm assuming that probably after Control left because Control... That was 2019. 2019, yeah. And I think yeah, so, I think you're right. I don't think it was in between Control 2. I'm just curious if that's the case cuz I'm more concerned with Control 2 than this new studio. Yeah, I mean, it might spell doom for Control 2. You're right. I didn't even think about that. I was I was focusing more on the new studio, but yeah, that is true. We do highlight that with Playground Games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fair to you know, throw the same criticism this way, but uh I mean, hopefully it doesn't mean bad thing for Control too but i do think one of the best things about control was kind of how it played and how like you maneuvered in the game and stuff like that so if he knows what he's doing that's that's fine by me because i thought it was a well-designed game definitely like in terms of like creativity and all that stuff like that the levels and you know the one thing with the music and all that shit that yeah, was a great fucking game. cool as fuck it was a great game yeah i loved one of my favorite parts about control was since it's still a relatively new game I won't spoil it, but the way some of the some of the ways that you enter boss fights, I really loved. I have to replay it. 
I feel like I forgot a lot of it. Yeah. I so I, I yeah I guess I like I said I don't want to say exactly what it is, but the way that you would because mm-hmm. sometimes you would just be playing it and then you'd end up in a boss fight not knowing that that's what was going to happen. But the way that they did it was so cool. A very creative game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like this guy being a lead designer on that, I think that that's a uh, cool to just see him make something new. I agree, but again, still gonna always gonna throw this card out. I. One person is not enough for me to believe in a studio. Now that's true. Yeah, still, we definitely learned. There's still going to be newsworthy headlines, so we absolutely have to cover it for everyone here. But I just, I just want to throw up the flag and say, like, don't, don't let them try to Anthony Mackie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that, that show looks like shit if we're being honest. But like they threw Anthony Mackie on the cover and was like, "Yo, you remember me? I was in Avengers." Like. He's Captain America, technically, I think, right now. Is he, now. though? If I didn't finish the series, is he Captain America? <laughs> Some parts of America, he's not. Oh, my God. But... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. The big old women in San Antonio. Oh, man. Come on. But, uh... but yeah, more new studios. Anthony Mackie, you know. We... <laughs> <laughs> That's not my captain. <laughs> That's, that's, I mean, no, it's my Captain. I love Captain America. All right, I have no issues with Captain America. Yeah, I mean, we have no issues with Captain America. Just the real Captain America. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Joel's talking about. You know, I'm just fucking around. Yeah, we don't know playing. who Captain America. We're just playing. Like if you watch, but, um, if you watch the teaser for for <laughs> Twisted Metal, you would know. Like, there's a reason why Sweet Tooth is angry. Oh my god. <laughs> They make it like super, super dark. It's like fucking like a, a movie about race relations or a TV show about race relations. I thought it was going to be some shitty like Brooklyn Nine-Nine sitcom. Yeah, I don't know. But no, but so just like, yeah, with these studios, like throwing out a name like is I know why they have to do it, but it doesn't mean that I'm Spain being in Barcelona sounds kind of fire, though. Being like a game developer in Barcelona. That sounds fun. I feel like Barcelona's been getting a, a lot more new studios recently. I feel like a couple of the ones we've talked about have had studios have there. Have had offices there. I think yeah. isn't doesn't IO Interactive have a studio in Barcelona? It's Hitman. Yeah, right? Hitman. Because I think they opened a third will... studio and I think one of them I will double check right now. Yeah, I believe that. I mean that'd be a pretty cool place to be a game developer. Also like located in like a pretty like good like part of the world like you know you have to recruit different kind of talent but i mean i don't really know in terms of like game studios they're all in major cities i don't think i mean the only most rule one i can think of is um insomniac in north carolina but outside of that like i feel like they're all like la san francisco mm. seattle rock stars in new york yep so and in england i'm assuming they're all surrounded by like london or major so io interactive does have a barcelona barcelona studio the one that we talked about was they opened a studio in istanbul but they're so i think their original location or their headquarters is in copenhagen and then second studio is barcelona and then the third one the new one they opened is istanbul that's cool so yeah barcelona is a hotbed for game development talent which is cool it's cool to see it spread out, yeah, because like you are saying, there's a couple of different, right? Like you have some on the East Coast here. You have, of course, a ton in California. And then you have in Canada, was it Montreal is the huge one? 
Montreal and uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. it was like where they got a few spots. So yeah, just like all major cities have them, but it's kind of cool to just see it go like worldwide. Yeah, definitely. What, what, would you want to move to Barcelona? Have you, did you go? Did you visit Barcelona or Spain? No, I, you only visited England and Germany, right? Yeah, I haven't been to Spain. It would be cool to go though. I, would, I think. Yeah, I would want to go to Spain. I would want to go to Spain with Pam because she knows enough Spanish. And I think I, I mean I know enough, but I don't think I know like a lot a lot. I don't want to be like dumb American trying to speak Spanish or like just talk English. We know what you are. I feel are. like you look Spanish. I I do like I do look very like a like Spanish like European Spanish like Spaniard. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you would. I feel like you blend in. I feel like you would like blend in very well. But then that's the problem. And they'll be like, they'll expect me to know shit. And I'll be like, until oh, you shit. like I'm hit like, your hey. vape and then you're just like, uh, uh, and then they're like, all right, this guy's <laughs> not from here. Yeah, he's not Walking from this planet, New York but... Jets hut. Yeah, no, I like a different type of football. But no, I, my, my mom's, my mom's mom, her family is from Spain. Like my grandmother was born in Spain. So I do have the Catalan Spain flowing through me. Yeah, I, I got cool I got like, conqueror uh, DNA. Yeah, you yeah you would you think, <laughs> but you would think, but who knows? So, is there anything else, Mark? You want to tell the audience before we end this? Go for bronze episode twenty eight on a lovely Friday night, starting a weekend off right. Drink your water, stay hydrated. Uh, make sure you're getting uh, your magnesium, your vitamin D, your other vitamins. See some sunlight. Oh, Ex- uh, exercise. Right, maybe play some sports you haven't played. We're enjoying soccer. Excited to do some more of that. Enjoy some good games. If you watched the Twisted Metal trailer teaser, let us know what you think about it. But more so specifically, not actually just like messing around. I'm curious if you're somebody who's like a fan of it. What is like? What would you want out of the show? Because I honestly mm-hmm. like we're you know like dicking around about it, but I can't really say what I would want out of it because I I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Like it's it's always looked cool, but I don't even know what I would really want out of it. That's true. Like, again, I, like you were saying, we're not fans of it, so I can't really speak to like, like I had expectations with last of us. I had expectations with the uncharted movie because I'm a fan of the series. So I know like what to expect. So yeah, if you, if you are a fan, let us know what you want. Let us know if there's anything that we missed in the teaser that, you know, because of some like hidden shit. So yeah, but that's it. That's all I got. And then that's all we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend and you come back next week. Take care. Bye-bye.